We're live with Brandon Holyfield. Thank you for finally coming on the show. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Nice little toast. That's right. Yeah, Angel's Envy. <laughs> Thank you, Marquise. Gotta wake up. We're very nice, adult. Nice little oak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. Have you ever done a bourbon tasting? No, but I'd love to try it. Oh, man, I did one um, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And they give you these little water dropper things yeah and it's crazy how much like a the taste the burn in your mouth with just one little droplet of water yeah in there so you think about someone drinking neat versus on the rocks yeah even if you use a big cube how much like a little water is affecting oh yeah the whole time they're drinking it but see justin was the first person I've ever seen other than someone in the movies to just take whiskey or bourbon and just pour it in a glass and like, hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, I need some Coke or something, <laughs> dude. Not, But then, I don't know if he researched it, probably, because he's always into looking up, but he's the one that was like, let me let me do this. And he'd go pour some, then he'd get a little bit out of the uh, refrigerator from the water, and I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> so that's how I got started to finally being able to just put it in a glass and go with it, you know? Yeah, I think for Jesus, dude, for, for the longest time, I didn't really drink anything. And then when I started drinking, it was all mixed drinks or fruity whatever. I think for the most part, everybody starts that way because yeah. all of us an acquired taste anyway. Yeah. You know? And it I, wasn't until I moved back until I tried bourbon, like straight Blanton's yeah. on the rocks. So what's your favorite? It it has been Blanton's for the longest, mm -hmm. but um, uh, a few months ago I tried E. H. Taylor Small Batch, mm -hmm. and it it's kind of taken over Blanton's. Really? But you can kind of only get it through like allocation, unless you want to pay over you know hundred two hundred dollars for it probably. Yeah. So. I I had to come up there and uh, do some bourbon connoisseur with you one day. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we go to Houston. It's it's a little easier to get some of them. So yeah. I'll always like grab a few things. Is it cheaper down there too? It's a little cheaper, and no. their their liquor stores are insane. It's like if you have you um, what's that grocery store called? That's real nice. Publix. Oh no no no! <laughs> it's know. not. It's like a nicer fresh market. Are you talking about like World Market or something? <sighs> it's it's only in Birmingham. Whole Foods. Oh yeah. You know how Whole like Foods, nice yeah. it looks. This is how their liquor stores look, and it's. It's from wine all the way through everything. Yeah. Like the Terramana stuff oh, that yeah. everyone, it's so hard it. to get. It's all over the place down there. Yeah. Both colors. I It's it's not that bad to get now. Well, I still have to go to Hoover, but I ain't far from my job. So, you know, go up there on my lunch break or something, grab a fifth and come on back. I don't drink it before I go back to work, though. No, no, no. No, no. Who would not do little, such a thing? A little lunchtime pick-me-up, you know? Yeah. It was a bad day. That's how the French are. <laughs> they go for a two-hour lunch. They just have wine on lunch. No wonder they love the afternoons. Yeah, I'll stay here till seven. No big deal. I bet you just drink a whole bottle of wine over lunch. Yeah, <laughs> work doesn't seem near as stressful now. No, just wake up with that instead of coffee. If there was instead of a coffee pot. If there was a wine machine, that would be yeah, that'd be nice. Isn't it funny how like like you know you see these analysts on TV. Mm -hmm. like, you know, they can go over here and be like, you know, toast to everybody and they're on the job working. It's like, hey, wait a minute, man. I think that's kind of as as many movies as we watched growing up 
and you would see someone just kind of drinking this on a movie or a TV show. Yeah. And uh, in my head, I was always like, that's bullshit. That's, that's he's drinking sweet tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> he's not fucking drinking straight yeah. bourbon. No way. And then, you know, I tried here, here it one you time. Are doing the same thing. I tried it one time when I was like, you know, 10 years ago. And Jesus, I thought I was going to die like that. This is not how it's done. I can't do it. Yeah, there's no way they're doing that. I can remember the first beer I had. It was, uh, well, the first one I had was a Corona, and I just kind of got a taste of it and put it down. But the one I, first one I drank completely was a Bud Light, and I think it took me an hour to drink that 12-ounce beer. Yeah. It, it tasted so bad. I think I started with uh, Bud Heavy. You did, yeah, because I remember, like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much more out there. <clears throat> you but, were a little more seasoned when that happened. Definitely, yeah, definitely in the beer drinking. I went I went the troubled route way before you did. At least right. I waited until I graduated. I needed someone to test it out, you know? I'm not going to just <laughs> jump in the deep end. <laughs> you needed a, a, you beer, the, a beer dummy. You were the guinea pig. I remember you being a big uh, hypnotic guy at one point, too. That's what I was trying to think of when yeah. I first started. Well, the first time was that Jack Daniels bottle. You remember I used to keep in my, my bedroom? Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'd never drink in my life. Yeah, that was... I should have drank that shit sooner. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we all started out like, no, drinking's not the way to go, you know? Yeah. I but. think I would drink like a fifth of hypnotic and get really drunk with everyone and then just freestyle rap. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I wish there was still, there's video on an old phone of mine somewhere in a dump right now with you. Right. <laughs> Just imagine if you're the person who restores old flip phones and gets the data off of them, you're probably a billionaire. Oh, yeah. Right now. As many people have as laying around. Definitely. I have a razor in my closet that will never, yeah, I can never get it to turn on. Yeah. But I won't throw it away but in you, case yeah. something happens, you know? It's sentimental value also. Yeah. <laughs> So, what I was thinking about this last night when we were younger. I don't remember the age, but for everybody listening, this is we've known each other since I was like nine, I think. Anyway, to make, but I think maybe thirteen or fourteen, we'd always had these bright ideas of what we were gonna do. We didn't want to be a nine to five person. We wanted to start a shop. We wanted to do all this crap. You know, what do you think thirteen or fourteen year old you would think if they seen where you are right now? Like you'd be satisfied or just like, what are you doing? Uh, probably so. It, it, I would have to explain it to him and, and let him understand what it is. Yeah. Cause if I just throw out like what the kind of what the job is, they, they don't know. Yeah. And at that point, all we wanted to do was see a badass, uh, ricer car, you know, we yeah. wanted to see an eclipse or a civic or a Supra. And all we thought, you know, it'd be cool to, to have your own shit. shop and, customize everything but yeah i that, guess i went halfway for selling parts and stuff being in the car dealership business yeah it's <laughs> some version of that not as fun but you know yeah our dreams were a little uh little big yeah but you got to shoot big well, especially when you're a kid anyway you're thinking oh i'm not gonna do this i remember no. telling my parents one time i'm not gonna live like y'all this nine to five stuff <laughs> oh but it didn't work out that way. No, it didn't. But, you know. But you seem good. It's moving along, dude. Yeah. I've uh, I moved away from a year and then came back. I think I've been back about two and a half years now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, and you and Valerie seem to be pretty happy and oh, yeah. got a new place now. So We're, yeah, uh, I guess, let's see, middle of March, we'll be going to uh, Houston for the rodeo. Yeah. Which the only rodeo I've ever seen is... A little jack leg little around la- here. Yeah. Little ass rodeos around here, but like supposedly the Houston rodeo is like the one of the biggest in the world. Oh yeah. So there, yeah, it's it ta- it's like a whole month. When long. you think about it, when you think about cowboys, you automatically think Texas. So right. And I don't have any boots or cowboy hat, so I'm kind of you know fucked. But what, what size shoe you wear? Thirteen. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I got three pair in there. I just bought a new pair. Uh, a black leather cowboy boots. I had to have black because I got two pair of brown. I was like, you know, I might need these for a special occasion, a funeral, something yeah. like that. You know, and they come <laughs> Johnny the Cash concert, you know, funeral, whichever one. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you got to get you some boots though, dude. The boot stores in Houston are like Dollar Generals in Alabama. You know, if there's <laughs> not a stoplight, there's still a Dollar General. Oh yeah, that's how Houston is kind of like with boots. They're, yeah. they're all over the place. I imagine that that's one of the highest, uh, when it comes to buying something down there, most popular things got to be boots. Yeah. You know? So, like, every night, I think, is a concert show. Mm-hmm. So, when we go, and she's on the wine committee, which is, you know, there are diff- several committees. There are thousands of volunteers yeah. at that. And it goes on for a month. So, when we go, we are going to see Gwen Stefani, Marshmallow, Khalid. Is that how you say his name, I think? Khalid? Khalid? Oh, Khalid, I think. Khalid, yeah, yeah. Uh, George Strait, Brad Paisley, and Chris Stapleton. Oh, you're going to see so the God. We're, we're at a show. George we're at a show like every night when at the end of the rodeo. Yeah. So that's like, pretty cool. That's going to be fun. Yeah. I got to get my glow sticks for Marshmallow. <laughs> you know, I go steal them for my nephew or something. I'll you be got, ready to you go. You got to have a cowboy hat and boots, though, for George Strait, man. She's, you, you know. To. She says I don't need a cowboy hat, but we'll see when I get there how out of place I feel, you know? If not, you at least need to get you a, a hat. I feel like I probably, it, in the next few days, should start re-watching all of Yellowstone just to get in the groove of the cowboy, you know? Yeah. See how I feel. I got a, a Levi denim jacket in here. You I may need, get it. you know, <laughs> I may need a, a denim or a, a John Dutton vest. There's all, like there's that. a um, store at the Summit. I want to say it's maybe Tacovas or however you say it. Yes, the place yeah. that gives you beer when you go yeah, in there. Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. Because we hung out in there for like forty-five minutes one time, <laughs> just and for the f- beer. <laughs> well, yeah, we just like went in for a beer. But my friend was just walking through with him. Uh, he's from the Bahamas, but the guy was talking to him like he was going to give away a free pair of boots. So he's just like you know going through it with the beer and talking to him <clears> and all kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Justin goes up there all the time. I was like, "Are you really going up there for boots? Or are you going?" And then I see the boot collection. It's like ostrich, python, bison. It's just going down. I'm like, crocodile. Oh, okay. Got some endangered species. That's fine. Just go in Justin's closet. You know. Yeah. Don't let Peter knock on your door. You need some DNA, like Jurassic Park or something. Just go. You know. Go to Justin's, Justin's house. Justin's got it. You know. <laughs> Maybe a mosquito that landed on his boot. <laughs> <laughs> And then but really, that's the only six months down the road. A baby dinosaur. Yeah, <laughs> dinosaurs. Maybe <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in the back. Life will find a way. Yeah, must go faster. <laughs> he's got to say that in the new one, being he's going to be in it. Yeah, but really, that's the only place for boots here. 
I mean, you go to like Boot City or whatever, but you're probably not going to find like that type of No, you're anywhere. not going to find that style of boot. I I mainly buy mine online because at this point I know where my size is. <clears throat> and actually, I told you a lie. I don't have any 13s. Mine's either 11 and a half to 12. Damn it, man. You fib on the size, you know, just a little. I know. That's a guy thing. I well, know. I could probably get in a 13, <laughs> but the width's there, but the length, yeah, I ain't got it. That's what she said. Another story of my life. We'll save that one for another time, though. <laughs> so, yeah, the big place there, I think, is called Cavenders. And for the just, boot. Yeah. It's like Boot City, pretty much. Yeah. So. Now, she got, like, her mom works for the Texans, correct? Are they so from down? She, are they from Houston? So, the yeah, they're kind of like from Tuscaloosa, from Houston kind of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. her mom's side of the family grew up in Northport where the McAllister's is their house used to be like pretty much where the McAllister's is in Northport. Really? Yep. And her grandparents are, um, the Rogers that the engineering library is named after, I think is the engineering library at UA. Oh, that's cool to know. So somehow they all migrated out to Houston and mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of where the, everyone is now, especially your dad's side of the family was, was kind of out there yeah. anyway. They're from there. <clears throat> but yeah, she works at the stadium, mm-hmm. and half of the year is through the Texans, and the other half, the rodeo owns the stadium. So, so that's where they hold the rodeo at yeah, is in the it's, stadium. It's in NRG, and the rodeo has their own dirt that they haul off and keep and in a warehouse. They bring back show. their dirt, yes, and lay it out. Wow. <laughs> so when I was on the I guess I posted a picture or whatever, like in the stadium, kind of like on the ground. Mm-hmm. It was all concrete. It was before the season started. So it's concrete under there, and it's, they bring the turf out for yep. the – Wow. Yeah. I didn't – And then the rodeo brings their own dirt. <laughs> that is crazy. You got, you got a little soft dirt, I wonder if that's just know? like that stadium. Like I know other stadiums, you know, use it for different stuff, but I wonder if they're they're all based off like – concrete and then there's turf or how that works i don't know um there was a there was a uh youtube series about the vegas stadium when the raiders are building it Mm -hmm. and they're like a couple stadiums like this but their turf actually rolls out on a track system into the parking lot to get sun and then it'll roll back in kind of thing so some of them roll out like that on a track We're starting to get to the jetsons yes we're getting there if my truck could turn into a briefcase I'll just, I'll call it quits. We're there at yeah. that point. <laughs> and it's light enough for me to carry around like a briefcase. That's the big thing. Yeah. So, yep. We're, uh. If we get to that stage, go. though, I don't even want to be driving. I don't want an Iron Man suit. I like that, too. Yeah. yeah. I'd be good with a, with a good nano, nanotech suit. Yeah, that works. John, we're just waiting on Doctor Strange to come out now, right? Is that in a yeah. month? Uh, I'm not sure no, on the Bat- date, but uh, Batman's before that. I think. Yeah, Batman's this coming weekend, right? Is it? Yeah, Whew, yeah, next know. weekend. Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a busy weekend. Yeah, we got. I, I hate I hate that they keep showing like a new trailer every other day. It's like stop showing every scene of the movie. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> thank you, JJ. I don't watch. I don't really even watch trailers after the first one because I don't want it to ruin all the high spots in the movie. That's true. But if you see like the Doctor Strange trailer, I think there are a lot of curveballs they're throwing. 
Well, with that one, you almost have to watch it because there's so much stuff that's rumored to go on. Like, there's going to be the Fantastic Four. You're going to have X-Men and all that come in. So, And I think even uh, all three Spider-Mans are going to be in it also. So, we'll see. It's just a lot of people. There's a lot of people to cram in there. You got Tom Cruise. It's going to be Superior Iron Man. That really happening, you think? I. That's what I've read and heard. So, they rolled with the 90s (laughs) cast. Thing well, from like the internet. The, it was like, let's do this. The Superior Iron Man, I think, is a much more douchier version than even what we've seen with Tony Stark that we know. Well, if you're going to go more douche <laughs> than uh, than Robert Downey Jr., I feel like you got to go Tom Cruise. Kinda gotta, you're either Brad Pitt or Tom Cruise. Yeah, you know? Ca- Captain Douche. You're kind of you're kind of casting off of a interview with a vampire at that point, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got Kirsten Dunst. Hey, she may be in there with Tony McGuire. I'm on to something. <laughs> you, hey, you watch out. Full circle, yeah, multiverse, baby. Everything comes back around. But I think this is Superior Iron Man. I think is described as like a version where Tony Stark did create the suit of armor around the world, mm. which are like the Ultron-looking robots that you see. Yeah, escorting Doctor uh, Doctor Strange to the Illuminati, which is going to be different than the traditional Illuminati, which is like Professor X, <coughs> Iron Man, Black Bolt, um, mm-hmm. Reed Richards. How, and how, how long do you how long do you think Marvel keeps this going? How long can they stay on a roll with all these? Because, I mean, that's the biggest movies that come out every year is superhero movies. Every year, dude. As long as Kevin Feige wants to do it, I, yeah. that that's it. Because he won't let it be terrible. He won't let it turn into a DC. They've done, yeah, they've done a great job. You can't, I mean, like, even Eternals, I was like, I'm not going to like this. But it was good. No, it was good. Yeah. So, like, if you, and the way they have Disney Plus now, which they were kind of doing on Netflix, you know. Yeah, before that. It seemed that anyway. like they could, like, fill in the little in-betweens that you can't do in a three-hour movie. Yeah. yeah you can does, fill that in with too. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and maybe some Netflix here. Then you got the What If series, too, the animated series, like what if it went this way instead of that. So now they have their whole, like, Disney Plus thing that can do that even more. I want to know, like, I know it's all based on comic book, but, you know, it's all kind of, they twist it in their own way. Who's writing this shit? Because y'all, you know, you're on top of your game, whoever you are. I think it's or it's yeah. probably multiple people, but yeah, they're doing they're doing good. Well, it's like the Kevin <clears throat> Feige; he has a total understanding, it seems like, of all of it, and yeah. he's over anybody that has anything to do with it. So they'll have different producers. So he's, he's over, over any, it. Like for it to get approved, it's got to be him. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why that's why I think it works. Good but job. In the, good job, Disney. But on the DC side, you should have like Jeff Johns or somebody. I think if DC was smart, like right now that James Gunn's got away from uh, Marvel, like his last one's going to be The Last Guardians of the Galaxy and how well he done with Suicide Squad. And then now Peacemaker was supposed to be a one and done. Now it's mm. like one of their highest rated TV shows they've done. And it got a second season where it wasn't even going to go any further than that. So maybe... No, I, I really, I guess I didn't know he was gone away from Marvel completely. But if he did that because he's tired of the superhero thing, you know, well, what th- makes I you think, think? I think DC's giving him more of a, like, free-range thing to do what he wants to do. I see, that could be the other side of it. Yeah. Maybe he wants to be the Kevin Feige of DC. Yeah, I'd, I'd be down for it. Versus, like, a 
just random micromanaged people. by him, you know, yeah. on what you what you're able to do. But you could still have like the Zack Snyder and the Jeff Johns, but Jeff Johns is like a comic book writer, I believe. Yeah. So he's a DC <clears throat> writer or cartoonist or something. <clears throat> DC is gonna have to like. Hopefully, Black Adam, because The Rock, anything he's touching is doing well. So, hopefully, they've done right with it. Because if not, you can't keep uh, recasting Batman, just letting them carry you all the time. Right, but you're also not going to let Shazam carry. No, you can't. And Black Adam's not going to carry. (laughs) No, that's true. But, I mean, your big carriers is Batman and Superman. And I I, I like Superman, but at the same time, how how do you make movies about a guy that's pretty much invincible? You know, yeah. like that's that's where I don't know. That's where I was never so huge into Superman. It's like he can do every damn thing. So. Yeah, but Superman's a shit when it comes to Lex Luthor or yeah. earthly base shit. Yeah, but when you put him up on Brainiac, he gets his ass kicked over and over true, and over. True. Until so maybe the they very ex- very like last <clears throat> little thirty seconds. Yeah. Maybe so, they maybe they look to go in more of that route or a dark side, but you can't just drop that shit in like DC would do with Justice League. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> and there's no groundwork to develop that. There's no and, build up to that. And and the Snyder cut was so much better. Yeah. But <clears throat> at the same time, you needed those individual movies to build to that movie. Yeah. It, it, as good as the Snyder cut was. You can't just throw in Dark Side and Granny Goodness and all those people. Yeah. And just to make this Wolf movie. And think people are going to be like, oh, okay, yeah. And, and someone's just, you know, go to the movies and watch it. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, well, yeah. Yeah, he's just going to win somehow. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they didn't build any of that up. The only shot you got of Thanos for the longest time was just him in a chair. And he was a CGI, like, Grimace guy that turned around and said he'd do it himself. Yeah, but at least and, you slowly built it. Right. But know? that was like movies and movies ahead of mm-hmm. Infinity War. Yeah. Whereas the first time you heard Darkseid and all those people, it was like they were here. That was it. There was no build up. Yep. It was like, oh, there's aliens? Oh, they're coming? Okay. And then especially like, you know, for comic book people, they're going to know like, that I know what who Darkseid is and all that. But like somebody just goes to the movies just to watch movies, they're going to be like, Where, oh, who is this random person? You know who it is. I think that's just that's them trying to catch up, but they could have spent more time developing things and still caught up, you know. Yeah, but if you if you're gonna start your franchise or your trilogy, whatever whatever you want to word it, like if you're gonna do it by chasing them, it's never gonna become what that what Marvel's done. Right. You need to do it at your own pace and do it with your own objective instead of just catching Marvel. Yeah, I want to build the DC universe. So start, and most of their TV shows are really good too. But at the same time, DC has so many people with their hand in it. Like you said, Kevin's yeah. got control over everything. But with DC, it's just everywhere. It's all over the place. <clears throat> and and you almost need someone like Robert Downey Jr. was. He seemed like he was lost as a person. You know, Until he was he always Tony Stark. fucked up and getting arrested and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he found Tony Stark and that kind of like seemed like it steered him down a better type of path. Yeah, it did. But it, you almost had a person that was kind of needing something like that to lock him in and anchor it off of. Yeah. Whereas if you go Ben Affleck, he didn't give a shit. 
He can do one movie and go to Cancun and just let, he didn't care. Yeah. He's not, you know, he doesn't need anything to anchor him. Marvel does a great job when they get somebody in, you know, it's not like a one movie deal. You're right. going to be locked in. It's but, multiple things. And I touched on it, I think, with Matt when we done it, is that I don't even remember when they were doing the trailers and promoting Iron Man, even seeing Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I don't think so. All either. it was was just the, him in the suit. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome oh, that yeah. Marvel did that. Yeah. Because, you know, he was a controversial actor at the time. Like you said, in and out of jail, you know, people be like, I don't want to see this criminal or whatever they right. get backlash for him to get in the role but then i remember watching it going is that fucking robert downey jr <laughs> and but he was made for that role like yeah. biggest comeback in uh in hollywood has to be yeah <clears throat> he's yeah he was perfect for it he, he'll probably show back up you know you after, wa- I, after I a few to- years off you know? <clears throat> yeah and it may be more of like the secret invasion storyline they're trying to get to or something yeah um I think they may be doing Secret Wars right now, which I don't know like as much about. Mm-hmm. But the Secret Invasion is more like the Scrolls, yeah, have like captured everyone, like and they're on a spaceship and the Scrolls are just impersonating all of them. Yeah, so that was like a big storyline. But in the comics, out of the originals now, it's just Chris Hemsworth. I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Well, I mean, you can count Doctor Strange, even though he's a newer one, but... He was uh, a later phase, you know? Yeah, I know. Chris Evans said he's done, and... Yeah. That that's I just think they, they did that for a decade. Yeah. Endgame was like a decade-long <clears throat> kind of thing. Chris Evans said he couldn't keep up, like, anymore. It was just killing himself to keep his body where it needed to be for the role. Yeah. Which I can imagine is hard. So... I mean, you see someone walking around here that's just like in shape and, and that's like them just kind of hanging out, going to the gym, doing some, you know, working out. But yeah. like the Chris Evans level of it, that's and, every uh, thing. Have you seen uh, The Witcher on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. Cowboy? I haven't. I'm like, he I'm said, not all the way caught up, but yeah. There, the scene where he's in the, when he's in the bathtub and he gets out and he's just fucking shredded. Mm-hmm. He said like he almost passed out after doing that tape because he was... <laughs> He was cutting down on water so much to just define every muscle, and he was. The That's shit. not a normal thing. No, dude. Like, and then it's funny how people will like. You'll see them in that movie, and then say they post, or somebody, uh, paparazzi gets a picture of them on the beach, and they're like, "Where'd the abs and where'd all this stuff go?" Oh yeah, the motherfucker's got water in his body. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not ready for a show. Yeah. <laughs> just think about that, like how, how miserable bodybuilders are when they're like show prepping oh it's because at that point like food is not enjoyable it's like a a job of the bodybuilding thing at that point when, when I, one thing that comes to me every time i think about bodybuilders is just discipline like how disciplined yeah. you have to be to be what they are like uh man because even when you're in the off season you're still eating certain stuff even though you're not you know cutting and all that but you're your whole purpose to eat is to get more weight on you so you can later turn it to muscle. Mm-hmm. Like that's your cycle of life all the time. There's no enjoyment anywhere. I never really like understood that until that um is it Generation Iron movie? Yeah, I love those movies. With uh what's his name? Branch, I think. Branch Warren. Branch Warren. Yeah. And he was at like a wedding venue or something and mm-hmm. kinda, oh, what you guys got? Looking over and it's just like 
baked barbecue chicken. Yeah. And even that, he was like, oh, won't be having any of that. You know, like, dude, you you bake barbecue chicken with like craft barbecue sauce. That shit is like (laughs) as plain as it can be while looking like it might taste good. It's probably fucking terrible. Yeah, and and then you get a cup of white rice. He still had to be like, oh. Not having any of that today. Like, what are you going to do? Eat ice chips? Yeah. Just fucking drinking water in the corner? Yeah. That's crazy. That's not, I like, I don't want to live that. No. One of, one of my guilty pleasures is like, you can get on YouTube, and I don't remember if it's Muscle and Fitness or Bodybuilding.com. Is one of them has a uh, channel, and you can watch them like a day in the life of a bodybuilder. Like, they shop for yeah. the food, watch them cook and eat. I used to watch that shit all the time, I don't time, know dude. why it pulls me in like it does, but I love watching that stuff, man. And it's just like. I used to watch Ronnie Coleman do that shit and like Callum Von Moger and, and all those people kind of do that. Yeah. <clears throat> or just the um, bodybuilding.com sponsored guys that aren't that big. Mm-hmm. It would like go through all that shit with him. I didn't realize either till watching those that now like the, um, what is it? Uh, Mr. Universe or Mr. Mr. Olympia. Olympia. Yeah. Now they have different, um, different classes for men. Like there's the yeah. physique and then there's like, the classic physique, the Arnold. Yeah, and then yeah. there's like a beach body. Uh, there's all different ones now. Oh, I was yeah. like, that's that's pretty cool. And I feel like I'd be in the if I were to ever want to do it. The classic physique would have to be it. Like I don't want to be so big that I'm wearing sweatpants and right. shirts all the time. But like the classic physique is that Arnold look, but it doesn't require you to do the steroid cycle that the Ronnie Coleman's and the yeah. Jay Cutlers do. Yeah. You're still going to do a steroid cycle to look like Arnold and be Callum Von Moger, but you're not going to have to take it to the extreme where you can't even fucking scratch your back because <laughs> yeah. your your biceps are too big. Man. But it looks better. And you know, no matter how much they work, you know, Father Time's going to catch you. So down the road, all that mass you got is eventually going to start dropping. Yeah. You know, you look at Jay and it, dude, I hate seeing Ronnie now. Oh yeah, it's so painful to watch like how that dude went from where he was to now. But like you just see their skin where it falls and drops because you can't keep that mass over right. time that much. That's I I would not want to do that. And when they retire, they're not on that cycle anymore. No, so their test levels are not six times a thirteen year old. No, as it was when I, they were. I taking used to the love watching Jay Cutler too, man, because. When I when we used to all work out back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. Ronnie was getting ready to, you know, get, get be done, and he wasn't doing as well. He got older, and Jay was the guy coming up, so I was always into watching him. But dude, when you watch him, that is the, I hate to say it, that is the most boring guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, like and- his conversations with his fiance, anybody, he's just like, you know, I'm gonna have eggs and slice of tomato, and then I'm gonna go to the gym, and then I'm gonna go to teriyaki boy and have onions and. When I, mean, I, when his I personality went to Vegas, is so dry. I went to Vegas. All I wanted to do was go eat at Teriyaki Boy from watching the fucking <laughs> Jay Cutler Day in the Life. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And even when, like when he's talking to people and stuff, they're like, hey, Jay, how you doing? He's like, hi, doing well. You doing good too? It's <laughs> so God, boring. He's almost like Drax. Yeah. He's <laughs> just a personality of a wet towel. You yeah. Know? So boring. How can you be like that, dude? That's just, I don't know. Maybe it's mind-blowing to me because my personality isn't like that. If no. I see a stranger, I'm going to fucking talk to him probably. Yeah. Like, it, I I'm going to shoot now, the shit with somebody. It doesn't matter. I, w- I do now, but like back in the day, I was shy as hell. 
I don't think I've ever been really that shy. No, you you weren't. I I was shy because until I moved up here with y'all, I mm-hmm. was moving around. So it was always the new kid in school every day. Yeah. And I think that's why now me being here as long as I've been here, there's still certain people that don't really, they see me, but they don't really know who I am because I was so shy coming up. Right. You know, being around y'all, I wasn't, but mm. new people. But <clears throat> as I got older, I, I don't care. I mean, like being you. around us was more like being around family, though. True. Because hey, even though it technically wasn't family, whatever blood you're talking about, you see this person every day yeah. for majority of the hours, probably more time than you see your family. Mm-hmm. I would say we probably spent more time together than like we saw our parents. Probably so growing up, yeah. So, you know. I can remember coming down that road for the first time. <clears throat> I don't remember if my parents bought the place or they were just looking at it for the first time and y'all were riding bikes and my dad goes you gonna have to watch those redheaded kids they're mean as hell so be <laughs> careful when you get it i'm like okay <laughs> that total stereotype opposite. just got through out the window total fucking opposite yeah there's no way dude i don't i don't know that i've ever been you know that type of person no not. never never been and then we move in, meet you, and it's like, hey, there's this thing called basketball. Yeah, which is probably the only reason I would like come outside when I was a kid. Yeah, when it comes to anything else, you were pretty much inside. Like, yeah. Cameron, Cameron had his cars and playing in the dirt. Cameron Christian played in the dirt. Didn't care dude. what he done outside. Christian was just trying to latch on to somebody. You know? <clears throat> but, yeah. but he didn't have a kid that age in the neighborhood. Yeah. Cameron, Cameron was close enough to us where he, like we would tolerate it. Until he was like a little older, yeah, and he wasn't that far off. So I think Cameron's a just a couple I of years younger than me. I remember multiple times, like my parents and your parents, like y'all let Christian go out there too. Yeah, that's my parents. Are, are you, know? you are you like here, Christian? There's your controller. Wouldn't yeah. be plugged up. While Nothing's we're going on. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, fuck, this car will not turn left. This controller's broken. <laughs> no, no, no you're just in. not doing it right. <laughs> You gotta turn right, Chris. It's opposite. Which is you know, maybe he can't drive now because of that. You know? <laughs> That's how he was raised. We could be to blame for some of your struggles, dude. Sorry. Yeah. My grandmother always says that. We never we never let him be a kid, you know. Which probably because if we're four years older, we're making fun of him for watching Barney. You know? <laughs> True. And, and every kid watches, him. you know, Blue's Clues, Barney, he was Rugrats, all, He was always the, the blue or the pink ranger when we watched Power Rangers. Oh, no way you're getting the fucking red ranger, dude. Oh, you're no. a little, you're you're shorter than us. Like me and you would cycle out white and red ranger every day. Like, Green I, and red, I'm white I'm Tommy red. today. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we had the sword, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, Christian just had the leftovers. And it was probably our fault we made him be the girl color. Yeah. <laughs> he could be the blue. <laughs> I was just talking to uh, Jason Swindle the other day and then we started texting. I was like, man, would you want to come on the podcast sometime? And he's like, what would we talk about? I was like, man, us growing up, now we're both parents. He's like, we got enough time for that? I'm like, dude, we can do as many of them as you want to. Yeah, man. I mean, the worst thing about Jason was that he lived the furthest away. Yeah, and and it honestly wasn't that far. <laughs> it but wasn't it just at all. Like knock, it wasn't like walking next door right. like me and you were. It was like, man, We, we were got, next door. I walked down here to the end of the road. That's yeah. Not even a half a mile down there. <laughs> even if you're riding a bike, it's like less than a quarter of a mile. But still, we would like walk down this big ass dangerous hill and cut through some woods to get to JJ's house. Yeah. And, you know, 
but that, that was more of an adventure than like straight it was road. so fun like going down to jj's walking down that hill you know going through the uh through the fence and then he had his little petting zoo thing right there yeah i think we walked through a swamp or some shit yeah. like that like it was so cool until <laughs> you got down there and was hanging out and you realized damn it's eight o'clock i gotta walk back through that in the dark in the dark <laughs> and it was always just wide open oh yeah like, you're getting I, up I'm that hill walking. fast <laughs> even the like the like civilized hill you know, yeah. Versus, like we're talking about, like straight ass through the woods, but oh, there yeah. was that hill that was kind of like had gravel, you know. Yeah. And yeah. the weird guy mm. that was maybe homeless for a little bit lived off to the left. You remember Herb? <laughs> yeah, dude. He li- it was like a little shack on the left, maybe just like stored chicken feed or some random shit. Yeah. Rode around on that little moped all the time. Yeah, because like I don't know, JJ's house is like a. It was almost like a compound of trailers. Yeah. It was kind of like... They had two trailers There was like connected. a couple. Yeah, and there was like a hallway here, and the one trailer... It had like 17 different types of turtles and like some I lizards. forgot about the turtles, yeah. Yeah, there was like a fucking petting zoo of that reptiles. Whole, that whole back trailer was like JJ's Paradise. You had yeah. the middle room with the Nintendo and And he all didn't that even in stay in there. No. That was a big-ass like master bedroom. Yeah. Like back from the 80s, 90s, that they had just made for a kid's room. But, yep. you know, that's like the scary side of the house. And that you know, yeah, it, I didn't like it. It was kind of like damp, and I can still remember to this day that TV being on and it wasn't plugged up. <laughs> now, I probably saw another a plug that was unplugged yeah. that wasn't the TV. And you fucking watched Poltergeist the night before. Yeah, that was on a five for five movie gallery deal. But seeing, and we got it. <laughs> yeah, but seeing that shit at eleven, twelve years old is like, uh, uh-uh. uh, you got out of there. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't even go get a popsicle out of the deep freeze, which is like in that little hallway. Nope. You know? Nope. No, yeah. If you go, you just bring back a red one. All right. You, you just... remember when they first got the prison built down there? You know, it ain't oh, real yeah. close to our house, but you could always see the lights, and you felt like it was yeah. right there. I can remember like. I don't know if it went across the scanner, if it was just the Bibb County communication, like calling phone to phone. Somebody done broke out that prison down there. And I yes. come over to your house and y'all got like booby traps around the bedrooms. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> not get my fucking shoes. Yeah. All right. He's going to get this staple to the shin. You're not coming after this new 24 inch flat screen. I just got with the back on it. No. Oh shit. Yeah. For me, it was a tube TV, dude. That whole like growing up time. Do you know how fucking weird it is? Like, People probably think it's just the strangest shit to think. You sit around and you have a scanner playing all the time. Yeah. And that's that's normal for this small-ass town. That's like, at some point, that was probably the only form of excitement yeah, that was going on. I can remember my dad had one. And it was a weekend. And I remember being asleep. He comes in there and gets me up. Come on, boy. We're to go see what's going on. I'm like, what? And we drive over... <laughs> Like down the road, and then there's his brother, there's Sherwood. And he's yep. like, You hear about it too? And he had like a little handheld one. He goes, yeah. Y'all jump in the truck with me. We're going to see what's going on. And like we drive down there, it was like a small fire. I'm like, Right. As a kid, it was exciting as hell. Now I look at it now, like, Y'all had absolutely nothing to do. Dude, how was your form of like excitement throughout the whole town is listening to a scanner? Yeah. You know, somebody got shot down there on Inglewood Street. Oh, it's still that way now. You'll see it across Facebook, like, so-and-so, like, what's yeah. the different, like, the hill, and then East Town, all that, like, they going crazy on the hill today. It's turned it's turned digital, definitely. This town has come a long way. <laughs> when I realized this town has come a long way was when they opened an ABC store. Yeah. 
but I everyone's not. still probably scared to go to it because the preacher, like you know, yeah, the preachers are still going to Wilton. They say the he's county line. sitting in the parking lot, but he really just went in there and got the fucking tequila, and he's just like cranking his car up, probably. <laughs> and that's so true too. I can remember when they first opened up the new Walmart, and they, you know, they didn't have beer at first, but they had the coolers back there getting ready for it. Yeah, I remember being so excited, like. Holy shit, I can yeah. come by Blue Moon or Shinerbach or, you know, this something other than Bud Light and Coors Light. You didn't have Finally. to drive to the county line, which one yeah. of the county lines is, you know, condemned now. That's that's yeah. not even a place. I can remember, though, when it when they first went wet and um, me and Drew and all of us that would ride back roads, it was like, oh, fuck that, dude. I'm still driving down here to Johnson's and going the back way through the dirt roads. <laughs> it's tradition, man. You got to support, you know, yeah. people that raised you. And hell, I just found out like two weekends ago they're selling it on Sundays now here. Yeah, dude. It was actually. I don't think there's anywhere. It was Super Bowl weekend because my wife's granddad come over and then a few of the friends, we grilled steaks for everybody. I was like, I didn't get no beer, dude. I ain't even think about it. I was like, that's cool. We'll go get it. I was like, y'all gonna drive to Tuscaloosa? And they're like, I'm going right over here to the gas station. When do they start selling it on Sundays? Dude, old ass needs to get out of the house. I was in Publix and it may have been like last year. Mm-hmm. And we go through the self-checkout thing, and we're going to the lake. So we're we're getting like a case of White Claws or something, mm-hmm. you know, because you got to stay hydrated. That's what the White Claws are yeah, for. That's... If it's a lake day, you need to fucking drink White Claws, all right? Let's you put that shit in the koozie, hey, and the... don't worry about the masculine <clears throat> thing. Put the masculine thing away, because <laughs> those mango White Claws are the shit. Those black cherries. And listen, got I got black... a deal, and I'm kind of scared to say it on here, because somebody's going to fucking steal it. But now all I need is the patent. But you you get like the black cherry, the black berry, and it's just those two flavors now in a case. But the box is black. Mm-hmm. It, the colors are inverted, and it's called Black Claw, Black Cherry, Black Berry. I'm telling you, it's the so they come mixed it's together. It's the biggest seller of the summer. All right, you get that black box, you're good, dude. <laughs> It'll sell out. I'm telling you, I just need the patent <clears throat> on the box, I believe, and I could probably sell it to White Claw, but. We went through the self-checkout line. Y'all heard it here first if it happens. That's right. Shiggy Shane they podcast. They stole the idea. That's right. Don't worry about Joe Rogan. We're making shit. Exactly. Right. White Claw, sponsorship. <laughs> so Come on with it. I go through the checkout line, and it's 11.56. Man. And I scan it, and it's throwing off alarms. And the girl comes over, and she's like, oh, it's not 12 o'clock yet. You know, you can't buy the White Claw. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. I forgot in Revelation chapter 26, it said <laughs> you goddamn can't buy fucking alcohol before 12 o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, if I go through the book aisle and buy a Bible, is there a fucking coupon in there that can like speed time up, you think? Maybe just a five minute. That's all I need. I just want my White Claw so I can get to the lake. I was so fucking pissed. And the guy in front of me, he was laughing his ass off. He probably just left church. He was very dressy. Yeah. And I'm in like swim shorts. And yeah. like, dude, come on. So he had the douche the like sh- smirk like, uh, you can't he was buy like, it, yeah. fucking alcohol. I thought the same shit when I was sitting in church. I just wanted this blue moon that I'm buying now. So yeah. like, So what'd you do? Pick it up and walk around the store for four minutes? I fucking took the most time I could and blocked those little self-checkout lanes. And they had 15 people behind me while I was waiting on Jesus to like unlock the scan code <laughs> for that shit. <laughs> I stood there, dude. I blocked all that shit. Fuck that. No, you cannot check out with your Skittles, uh, lady. I'm waiting to buy my beer. <laughs> I loved it. It was it was great. 
that that's such that's so stupid though. You're gonna sell it on Sundays, but not until twelve. Yeah. So like you know that most church get out at twelve. So you're gonna sell it when the preachers get out. That's doing what their it sermons. Is, dude. The preacher's tired of talking. He goes and gets his beer. <laughs> Jesus, dude. He's been up there screaming at people for an hour. Yeah. And he had to sit through Bible school. So you know. Yeah, it's been two or three hours that day. He's ready for a drink. And that's uh, how some of these Southern Christians can be hypocrites. You know, they go home, they done talked all that. They go get their beer and come home, tell their old lady, shut the fuck up, I'm trying to watch the game. Yeah, dude. He's trying to watch the Falcons lose a 30-point lead or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Atlanta yeah. has a tough time. Dude, I don't get that. And there's no, like, I don't know that there's, like, a quarterback, like, in waiting and Matt Ryan's like 57, you know? There, there's not. I'm shocked that Tom Brady retired before Matt Ryan retired. He should have re- he should have announced that like at the end of the season. <clears throat> have you watched uh, or seen the show The Shop that's on HBO with LeBron and all them where they just I've pretty watched much, like a couple episodes. There's one where Tom Brady was on there and he said when he was going through free agency, he wouldn't name who it was. He said there was a couple teams that he was considering and, you know, had talked to and they had come back with him and was like, we're going to stay where we're at. He was like, I couldn't say it then. He's like, but now he's like, in my head, I was going, you're going to stick with that motherfucker instead of me? Okay, I'll show you, you know. Dude, I'm, you know, Tom Brady might want to play again. You know, I'll take him in Houston. That's fine. Yeah. We're we're going through some rebuild, which I've never had a team because here you don't have a team. Like you got Alabama, which is close to a pro team, as close as you can get. Yeah. But you don't have a true pro I, team to cheer for. Nah, I stick with the Panthers just because I got into them in high school. And, you know, a lot of Auburn players has been there, so that's part of it. But I mainly watch the NFL to watch, like, players that I like to watch in college. That's kinda, watch yeah. Houston, I watched Houston because Ben went down there. Ben Jones and then right. they had J.J. Watt, you know. Yeah. That's <clears> cool. That's kind of cool to know, like, someone at that level. Yeah. And just like when we went to the Titans game and we actually won. Yeah. Because, you know, Ryan Tannehill, he's going to throw three or four interceptions a game. I think we had three of them against him. Yeah. And should have had maybe five. But it's pretty cool to reach out and be like, and, and I'm not like the person to like ask for tickets or any of that shit, but like, hey, man, what are some good like restaurants yeah. around there? Like, you at least know where the food's at, you know? Where's yeah. that hot chicken, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was pretty cool. And their their stadium's kind of cool too. Yeah, I've been I've been to Titan Stadium. I actually watched a Alabama bowl game up there one year. I like how, I like the stadiums that are kind of like built down. Yeah, and that was kind of yeah. when you walk in. I think you're almost at the second level, and it's kind of yeah, like down. You are, yeah. Which like I want to go to Vegas, the Vegas yeah, stadium. Uh, I want to go to Vegas so bad, like just just to see everything. But I also want to go over there around. Uh, they probably won't do it this year, but maybe next year when they do the UFC Fight Expo where they got all, you can meet all the fighters and you just go around oh, through yeah. there and stuff. I want to go so bad. So one thing like about that stadium, it is built down like that, but like if you're level with the flame or whatever that's on there, the torch, yeah, that is like the glass behind it is like the Vegas Strip. Really? Behind that, I think, yeah. Yeah. But another crazy thing about Vegas, I didn't think about this till like three weeks ago. Every weekend, there's a fucking convention, multiple conventions for yeah. something. There's always something going on. I don't on give a shit if you're into weird, like, porn where you dress up as a baby or something. Yeah, it's there's always a convention something. for that shit in Vegas <laughs> sometime. It may be this 
weird ass September month or whatever. But but there's a convention there's a for convention something there, out there. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> you like think you think Bill O'Brien's the biggest reason that Houston's in the shit show they're in right now? Dude, he fucked up a lot. He, he would he would he make started trades. with Hopkins. Yeah, he would make trades for nothing in return. I think like Hopkins, <laughs> and and I just adopted, you know, the Houston sports because of Val. Like yeah. because like I said, <clears throat> we don't have a pro team, so generally, yeah. I want like I want to see the Bama guys do well. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see an exciting game. I don't yeah. give a shit if it's. You well, we know, got a lot of exciting ones this year in the playoffs. That was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. All of them were great this year, dude. I want to watch the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, I would have watched that shit four times in a row. Isn't it fun to see those teams that were down for so long and then now they're back on top? I love, I dude. love watching that. And and Val lived in Buffalo for like a year mm-hmm. or something like that. So she her like second team is the Bills. So I was like, I. You know, whatever. I'll adopt it. <laughs> and you look, uh, what's his name? <laughs> Josh Allen. Yeah. And, yeah. He played at Wyoming. Like, how did he not get offers? And even when he was at Wyoming, that's all you would hear throughout college was like the best quarterback is in Wyoming. How did yeah. he end up there and not somewhere else unless he just didn't want to go far from home or something? I don't know. But I don't know. It's crazy that like the really, really good quarterback scene, they're just like at no name places sometimes. Yeah, that or they're at a place that when they were there, they just didn't do, you know, what you thought they would have. Like right. Aaron Rodgers, where was he from? Cal? Yeah, I think, I think so. You know? And it's crazy. And Ben Roethlisberger, he come from Miami of Ohio. Yeah. I mean. It's random, like, little little places. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you that, rarely see when they, <clears throat> those big names or those first-round draft picks actually work out. You don't see it oh, very yeah. often. Like I the, guess uh, Burrow's an exception, but yeah. that kid's fun to watch. He's yeah, he's good to watch. Who else? I mean, I don't know. Him and Jamar Chase are just killing it, you know. Yeah, I'm shocked that Indianapolis did. You know, I expected them to make it a lot deeper. And when that that little weekend happened, where like all of a sudden they lost and they were out of it, yeah, and someone else jumped in, I was like, holy shit! Like mm-hmm. they. They had all the stuff other than Carson Wentz because he just he's gonna fucking get hurt like every two weekends. Yeah, like. <clears throat> that's why when he got mad when they gave Jalen the starting job, I'm like, you're not able to stay healthy, man. It's it's your job fragile. at the end of the day. You're you will break like at any moment. Yeah, and I love I love seeing Jalen do as well as he's doing too. Yeah, I think Josh. I think they're no. I think they're kind of finished with Carson Wentz from what I've heard. Really? Yeah. So I wonder what route they're gonna go now. Dude, I don't know. There's nobody coming up in the draft this year as far as quarterbacks. No, I mean, they, they talk a lot about the uh, – is it Malik Willis from Liberty? Yeah, he come from Auburn. So, like, you know, they talk a lot about him, really the Matt Corral or whatever from Yeah, he Ole was going to be the one until he tore his knee up, which, it, yeah. you know, an ACL was not what it was 20 years ago. Like, no. now it's not that big of a deal. But still, somebody's going to look at it. Can he come back from it? Because some, some players can and some can't. Yeah. And, Probably the – it's. I'm. I'm sure some of it's the surgeon, and then some of it's your will and drive for your rehab and the do do right. Your yeah. mindset, you know. And like for the longest time, they had us in the mock draft. The Texans taking one of those two, and I'm yeah. like, dude, look at what Davis Mills did with a shit offensive line, and like some players thrown around him, like you know Burkhead and Brandon Cooks. Like they're kind of like. 
toward the end of their career, you know? Yeah. Maybe they don't retire, you know, but like their like strong performance years are probably gone. You had Mark Ingram at one point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I mean, and dude, come on, I, dude. That's why I was so mad at, at the Panthers. Justin Fields is right there. Yeah. We need a quarterback. Like Sam Darnold's not it. Right. But you drafted a cornerback. And guess mm-hmm. what? He broke his foot midseason and he didn't do anything before then. <laughs> and guess where we're at right now? We're looking for a quarterback. Dude, when we last before the last season, and I had never been to a professional game other than like Atlanta Braves yeah. in the old days. No. Yeah. But at that time you could like buy a Coca-Cola at Six Flags and get a free ticket to the Braves. Like that shit was I to me, that. that was like, uh, okay, this is pro. But like now, it's a lot different. But still, as a kid, I'm like, you tell me we trade this Coke can in and we can just fucking walk in? Is that how it works? <laughs> so, you know, in my head, I've never really been to a pro game. And we go like to a Texans game and I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, like, Jesus Christ. Um, and they project us to be like a one win team and we won four. Yeah. With that, like, little bit of a mismatch kind of team, you know? I'm I'm so glad when they hired Lovey Smith. I Me too. Him, I, I've always liked Lovey Smith. I've, I feel like he <laughs> they shouldn't have got rid of him at Chicago. I feel very comfortable with him, dude. When I was at the game, I'd love when they, like, put the camera on him. And I'm like, he looks like a, just a fucking wise man. He's got yeah. this big-ass gray beard. Yeah. But, like, the defense is kind of killing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck yeah, put him up in there, dude. Yeah, he's always been a good coach, man. I was excited <clears throat> when that, when they came out. Yeah. I didn't really know where they were going. And he's a real players coach, too. Yeah. Like, he, he gets a good relationship with the players. And I think with everything that happened with O'Brien, that's what y'all need right now. Well, like, I, like I said, I didn't, did not know where they were going. First off, I was fucking shocked that they fired – um, the head coach yeah. for doing that well when they were projected to do very, very bad. But I was like, okay, so the Miami talk between Brian Flores, Deshaun Watson, like wanted to go. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe that's a coaching thing. And he got fired. So I was like, okay, well, maybe we're, they were intending on hiring Brian Flores after David Cully. Yeah. Even though Cully just fucking, you know, he killed it to me. Yeah. And then the dude, once that lawsuit started happening, yeah. I was like, fuck, there goes that whole plan. But <clears throat> I think for sure Deshaun Watson is like, Let me he's got to get out. But Yeah. Not saying the organization did it to him, but there's nothing bad about that kid said. As soon as he wants to be traded, all that stuff comes out. Oh, Coincidence yeah. or you think? Either that or mm. he's on the side getting blackmailed by these chicks. Yeah, that, just for the money. You know what I'm saying? And he knew oh, it was coming kind of thing. That's could the only, be, like, be. yeah, that's the only options I always, like, thought. I'd like to think if I was, that I would do right, but that's me being 36 and, and thinking this way. But, like, being in your early 20s with all that money, oh, you know, yeah. but some of them that's getting the, like, Henry Ruggs, what happened, and you see them getting you know, in trouble for drinking and driving and like Alvin Kamara just now getting in trouble for battery. Like, I feel like I would have people around me to be like, Hey, when I'm young, I'm stupid, you know, immature, yeah. I'm going to drink. When you see me start to do something stupid, I want somebody big as fuck to grab me and be like, you're going home. Yeah. You're not doing this. I would like to think I would put something around myself like that, but then 
you never know what you would do being that age with that kind of money. Yeah, dude. If you're putting people around you like that, dude, they they're not living like that. Yeah. They're living like Reggie on Ballers, you know? You ever watch <laughs> yeah. Ballers? Yeah. Reggie's fucking living his life. He ain't doing shit, you know? Yeah. You and put somebody in a situation like that. And making all wow. that money. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's crazy. But I love that show, though, by the way. Yeah. It was good. I do, I do throw in jokes every time we pass a massage parlor in Houston. <laughs> and I'm like, how fucking crazy would it be if Deshaun Watson was like an investor in all these massage parlors? <laughs> <laughs> What kind of shit is that? I don't know where he was going with this. Yeah. He's watched too much crazy porn. You know what I'm <laughs> Guy goes in for a massage. Yeah. <laughs> that was always my fantasy. <laughs> we give special treatment. Like a special mm-hmm. extra $20 tip for the tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit. So, yeah, hopefully he's traded away for several first-round draft picks because I think this year is the first time we've had a first-round draft pick in, like, the past couple years because of how O'Brien traded away. But what what is, what's out there to get that y'all need? I don't know, man. We need a running back. We really need an offensive line, you know? Yeah, so does Cincinnati. Yeah. What, but what even running backs? Who's, who's coming out? I mean, I don't – yeah. I don't but know. there's nobody this year in the draft coming out that, no. that I can think of that's just like, he's going to be it or this is the next star. I can't think of anybody right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, like wide receiver, I think Mechie uh-huh. and Williams are maybe coming out. Yeah, they're both coming off injuries, though, yeah, too. Yeah, they're coming out. They're hurt, you know. But everyone gets hurt, man. Yeah, like, like I said, it, I mean, look at Burrow. He tore his knee up, come back this year and went to the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, and the crazy – dude, I love this because, like, a lot of – a lot of the friends that I like hang out with and, and have made since I've come back to town are like <clears> athletic <throat> trainers at uh at Bama. But when you're watching the game like they're athletic trainers for the other sports like swim and dive, uh softball, rowing, tennis, uh volleyball. It's pretty much every sport except for baseball, basketball and football. Mm-hmm. It's who is kinda like in my little circle of friends that we're always watching games but when someone gets hurt you can kind of like look around at all the trainers and they're like really fucking zoned in to the to the screen and i'm like all right t my friend Tariq, he's the one from the bahamas i'm like t what you know what just happened what you fucking think man he's like yeah he's playing you know acl you see the way it bent you know the acl the mc i was like okay he's fucking done for the season you know like <laughs> but it's so funny to see when something happens they all like Fucking ignore the mid sentence. Stop talking to everyone and just like zone in. And they're analyzing shit in their head. And to me, it's like they're they're developing mm. like a recovery plan or some shit. Like probably, you know, how are we gonna diagnose this? Like you know, that would be. I feel like that'd be a fun job to have too. <clears throat> you, yeah, depending you know. on what sport. And I, and I never knew this, but yeah, De- depending on what sport. Because like T, he's he's a swim and dive, and that shit seems like a. Almost a year-round kind of thing. They have a like few to stay weeks, in shape or whatever. Just the the like their practices and their competitions, and then you roll into like Olympic season and stuff like that and trials. Yeah, they get like a. It seems like a handful of weeks off, and they're back to like practicing, and mm. they're you know all this stuff, but. Yeah, it just depends on what sports. And they you're talk in, like you know? in with swimming too. They burn so much more calories than. Uh, other athletes 
Oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. <clears throat> when you would see Michael Phelps's uh, diet when he was like in his zone, dude, it was crazy. Yeah, the amount of carbs he was putting in, like mm-hmm. it'd be a bowl of oatmeal, you know, the size of the bowl Craig had when he was putting the water on it. No, you know, put some water on that yeah. shit. <laughs> Dude, they're they're up at like five or six a.m. every morning practice. You know, even on Saturdays. That's There's dedication, man. a lot man. of practice, dude. Swim and dive, and then you have the divers. They dive like into the water, but then they have dry land, mm-hmm. which my buddy Gav, he he's kind of like interim coach uh, for the divers, and he like runs their dry land workouts, which is like just more of like seems like gymnastics kind of thing. Them flipping into like maybe yeah. like a pit of foam or some shit. Did you, you know? meet them like through going to the gym or just yeah. going to random places? I, it, it's, it was more of the CrossFit thing yeah. um, because T came to CrossFit and he's the athletic trainer for the swim dive. Yeah. But his intern M, she was, you know, always kind of hanging around uh, Gav. And at the time, Jesse, who was the dive coach, Gav was like the uh, GA <clears throat> for yeah. dive. So they all hang out because they all swim and dive work together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they all kind of like came to the free week at the gym. And then there were friends also with uh, my friend Kara. Yeah. So I kind of like, after I moved back, kind of like gathered this group of people that everyone was kind of single, but they wanted to go out. They were, they were, everyone was grown. They had their jobs. Just yeah. fucking bored, you know? Yeah, I wanted to go out and have a so good time. So there, but... there was always, out of the 15, 20 of us, there was definitely a group of people ready to like, yeah, I'll go yeah, eat tonight. Go, yeah. I'll go grab a drink, you know? Yeah. And that's just kind of like, that's how a super group formed. Yeah. But then COVID happened, and Old Faithful, which is what we call ourselves now, is kind of like the group of people that were down to like... Still go do something? Still go, yeah. Yeah. Try to have, you know, some type of fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a mixture of just like the gym, trying not to be bored as hell, sit in your apartment all the time. Yeah, by not just, sitting in front of the TV watching Netflix right. all day. Just kind of be social, you know. Because yeah. when I moved back, it, it was either I was going to go to the gym, maybe go out somewhere, sit at my apartment. So like, I might as well just go to the gym if I'm not going to go out. Yeah. And then I got Athena. And, you know, shout out to Athena. She turns two on Monday. Happy early birthday there. She's a big girl, you know. She's taller than this kitchen table. Yeah. She's 36 inches tall to the shoulder. God, dog. Not to get away from it, but when you started doing that, the CrossFit and going to the gym, I could, I like, I ain't going to say mind-boggling. I was like, really? And, and, when, and let me clarify, like – I don't think – I'm not saying that in a shot like you're lazy because you've never been a lazy person. I mean, when you were big into basketball when we were kids, you stay out there all fucking day to learn one move. Yeah. But you were never the the weight and working out type of person back then, right. you know, and see you get into it. But your mindset of, you know, like I never being repetitive. Yeah. I never had that. Like, I never <coughs> had that person to show me what working out was. Yeah. You know? And – I didn't have the mindset to like myself go and work out. Yeah. So what I would do is like every once in a while I would get these group of people and they were like, Oh yeah, 
we work out, let's work out. And I would buy all this fucking protein and pre-workout and all that shit. And as soon as that was delivered, everyone just stopped working out. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck, I don't know what to do. Was it you the know? first of the year? Yeah, I mean, it might have been like <laughs> New Year, New Me kind of thing, which is every year. But yeah. the thing about the CrossFit part of it was like, you didn't have to worry about that shit. All you had to do was like show up and walk in the door. Yeah. Everyone else is doing the same workout with you. They're going through the same shit. They're hating the same movements you're hating. And you didn't have to worry about bringing a partner with you or somebody because no. there was going to be people There's there a anyway. class full of like 20 something people. It might be your grandparents' <clears throat> age, middle age, college. Yeah. It's just a fucking mixture of 20 people. And you got, you know, pretty close with them. But there yeah. was a coach that told you exactly how to stretch, how to warm up, how you should do a movement, all this stuff. And that's very dependent on how good of a gym you go to. Yeah. Because there are some gyms with shitty coaches. Oh, yeah. That yeah. just, you know, <clears throat> cut loose, warm yourself up. This is the workout. You know, I'm going to clap. But then there are some coaches that are like, hey, the way your knees are going right now are very, you know, you're gonna fucked up. Hurt, yeah. You're going to hurt your knee. You need to back it down. You need to create, That's you know, That's one of the biggest things. things when it comes to working out is form. Oh, yeah. Like, if you don't have proper technique or form, you're really going to, your body's not going to get to where you want it to be. And you're also, like you said, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, you have to find, like, a place with a coach like that that can see it and be like, hey, you know, you need to fix yeah. this. You haven't worked out for 40 years. You're probably not flexible enough to be doing this shit anyway. You yeah. probably need to You need to start off with this. For several months. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I was just as guilty as anyone else because there's an ego thing. When you walk in the door, you're like, oh, fuck. This skinny girl? No, no, no. I'm going to squat more. You know, more I'm going to go faster than her. And really, in the first couple of months, you don't fucking need to be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Your ass needs to be stretching. Yeah. You know, like you are, you can't. You're going to hurt yourself, but mm. I mean, that's, that is a personal thing, but you know, a lot of people struggle with that. They'll come in and they won't listen and they'll do. That's ego. Yeah. Exactly. That's, they'll do that's a, a pride problem right there. They'll try like to do a 300 pound back squat that looks more like a good morning because they can't <clears throat> squat that far. I mean, they're just like killing themselves. Yeah. So they'll learn, you know. When they're when they're having to get it fixed, they'll finally learn. But. So, over the years, your diet you got different on stuff you would eat. So how where are you at now on different stuff? Like for a long time, you were like, you know, a certain amount of stuff. This is what I'm eating. I don't eat this shit. Do that, gonna... and that's that was like a you know growing up thing. My dad only ate well done steaks. Terrible. It's fucking yes, it's terrible. But Who wants I a piece didn't of leather know, with salt and pepper on it. I didn't know what. And on top of that, it's more salty because he's he sees he soaked them in Dales. I hate I, I hate anything right. like that on a steak. Like you do not marinate so yeah. steaks. No. So we're starting down the wrong, you know. But it wasn't until I was probably twenty one that I had like anything other than a well done steak, and that was a medium, and it was like fucking game changer that was it i was medium from then on yeah but like i don't know dude i kind of enjoy food too much to like change that shit yeah and well i don't mean like i don't mean like restricting diet i just mean as far as like eating different stuff yeah because when we were kids like you were like cheeseburger wise you're like ketchup only only you know fries and 
Like, so, where are you at I'm now? St- I'm still a little picky on that, and some <clears> things <throat> I don't like. I'll go like the more vegetable route at a at a restaurant that I know is like a fine dining kind of place where they're gonna cook it and, and it's I'll trust taste that. Good. Yeah. yeah, but like when I hit my normal like little Mexican restaurant, I might say no peppers or whatever. Is I don't like chunky like peppers when they like. Well, just a lot of places like that. <clears throat> yeah, a lot of places like that they don't cook them. Yeah, or if they do cook them, they're they're been overcooked and they're rubbery. Like when yeah. it, when it comes you when it comes to a pepper like that, you want it cooked to where you got a a crunch to it, but it's not raw, and you also want a, a good flavor yeah. to it. You know, so it just depends on where I'm at. Uh, it seems like I'm still, <clears throat> you know, picky, mm-hmm. but it's because they're probably not they don't have the time to do it right. You know? Yeah, I get that. I actually got into cooking when I was back, like moved back. Yeah. Just because, like, it it seems like it would be easier to heat, eat healthy if, if you, you cook. cook. It is. And you knew how to cook and make the shit taste good. Yeah. Like, when I first tried broccoli, I was like, okay, I'm just going to buy the Publix microwave bag broccoli. No. Because, here's the thing, if I could get used to eating it in the shittiest form, which is probably that. True. Then any other time I have it, it's got to be fucking amazing. You yeah. know, somebody actually knows how to cook it. Have you? Do you eat asparagus? Yeah, yeah. I've eaten yeah. asparagus, uh, yeah. Have you had it on the grill, like when you cook it? I don't think I've had it on the grill. Yeah. And now, like, the only way I cook steak is on a cast, cast iron, iron skillet. skillet, dude. Yeah. I bought a Le Creuset uh, cast iron skillet. You don't have to season it or anything. Unsalted butter, some garlic, some thyme. Get some butter. I get rosemary and thyme. Mm-hmm. And butter. And, yep. Sear yeah. it and then baste it. Yes. Let it sit with that on it. <clears throat> I, I've i always, you know, I've always been a grill guy, which I still like a good steak on the grill, but I'm with you. Like in a cast iron skillet when you cook it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Gordon Ramsay for that one. Yep. I watched a lot of those master classes, dude. Yeah. And like grapeseed oil versus <clears throat> vegetable oil that is normally. There's actually a place in Birmingham. I don't remember the name of it. Me and Whitney's been wanting to do it for a long time now. Like that. Certain nights they do certain type of food, what uh, you know, Italian or Mexican, Japanese, whatever. But you go up there and you you get to they teach you what you're doing. You cook it and then you get to eat it afterwards. We've been wanting oh, to go do that. I want to go do that shit too. Yeah. yeah. And they used to do it at um, it was in the summit. It's called Sur La Table, mm-hmm. but they closed it down. Oh, so man. like you know, I don't know if they do it here. Yeah. They probably find somewhere that, maybe in Houston yeah. that we could probably definitely do it, but. I'd love to go do it. I love I love to cook. I don't care if it's in the house, on the grill. Like, I got a big uh, pot out here now. We do, like, seafood bowls and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. cooking, to me, is, like, therapeutic. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, it, it eases my mind a lot. I think I, I got into it more because of, you know, how we were talking. Like, yeah, if you can cook a good meal, you'll yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. But when I got into it like that, the science part of it, kind of reeled me in a little more and i i kind of gravitated more to baking than just like cooking cooking anybody that knocks bacon has never tried to do it yeah dude i was making it is so hard i was making these fucking like from scratch now i was making like funfetti cookies with like golden oreos in the middle of them and like um brown sugar like cinnamon dusted snickerdoodle cookies like yeah all kinds of like like fun crazy shit and i'm gonna make it and be like 
I've got to fucking like go around to all my friends and give these away because I'm going to eat all 48 of of these super fudgy brownie cookies and I can't. And dude, Whitney, she can bake like crazy, dude. Like, I'm not a huge cake person. I do like, like, my favorite's carrot cake, but I'm not, I like cookies and brownies and stuff more than I am a cake, but. She can make a pound cake, dude, and it is the best thing I've ever had. Like, it's got a little bit of, like, a crunch to the outside of it, but the inside is so moist. Yeah. Anybody's I've ever tried is always dry as hell. If you don't have a glass of milk or some water beside you, you're going to choke. Yeah. And I took one to work this past year for Christmas, and the owner of the dealership comes back there and goes, I want that recipe. Or, will she make one if I pay for it? And then there was like a little square, you know, left over that I was going to take home and just have for myself. He comes by there and goes, was that left? I said, yeah. Who wants it? I was like, I don't It doesn't matter. And he like opens it up, takes it with him. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, she, she's she got it like down. A, it's like a science experiment though. There's what yeah, I kind of really like enjoy about it. And it I really was is. never really like, you know, super big into science in school, but like. Making that stuff from scratch, yeah. you first throw in like the butter and the sugar, and you're like, "Oh, I fucked up." Because when it starts, mm-hmm. it's like, "Ah, oh, this shit doesn't look right." But like that, you know, it takes like several minutes, and once it starts, you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, okay, now I see it." Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was the first time I've ever made homemade biscuits. Yeah. I just woke up. I was like, "I'm gonna try this," and they turned out pretty decent. I mean, they, I could do better, but for the first try, I was like, "I'm gonna keep doing this." Dude, the thing I learned after like trying all that stuff is if you want it precise you have to measure in metric Mm -hmm. so everything i would cook i would convert it from standard to metric measure it out weigh it out and and of course i had to get the fucking little glass bowls you know oh yeah spice in here feel like gordon ramsay you know got my fucking glass (laughs) bowls laid around the kitchen dumping that shit in my little stand KitchenAid mixer oh i was just like one step short was like the hat and I would have fucking <laughs> been like been ratatouille. <laughs> I would have been ready to go. But like, you know, there's this all kind of shit that comes into it and it is like a science experiment. But when, like, you, when you watch those people cook, like even the simplest thing like eggs, you know, everybody's cooked eggs. Dude, scrambled eggs is like a big thing I learned from that master me class, too. dude. Like, and the, like how he would have it on the heat and he would constantly start That's putting it, it back. Dude. You, you're on the heat, you're off the heat, you're on the heat and off it. And then you get it off and it's like... It's fluffy. It's, it's fucking, fluffy and it's got, if you use butter or if you use olive yep. oil or whatever, you can still, it's not dried out eggs yep. either. There's so much you can, man, I love I love cooking. It doesn't matter what it is. It's in, yeah, you just have to like take that first step into it and you'll start learning so much shit that no one ever, have you like, ever talks done, about. Have you ever tried pasta, like cooking like Alfredo or something because I need uh, well so here's the thing (laughs) so Val really Mm -hmm. loves like to cook too Mm -hmm. and what we did and like kind of like the first year we were dating we would try like to make a recipe and we made like this crazy ass grilled cheese with like several different cheeses on sourdough bread fucking amazing oh yeah tomato soup from scratch um, pasta vodka soup chicken Alfredo but everything we would like we would make, we would actually like taste it and be like, all right, well, uh, you could probably do a little more of this. It was kind of lacking here. Where could we kind of change it and get it like nailed down perfect? Yeah. And <clears throat> made all that into like this digital cookbook. So oh, we can kind of cool. like go to it and be like, boom, 
we want, we're kind of feeling uh, grilled cheese and this, and we know exactly like it's fucking amazing. It's exactly how we want it. Yeah. That's what we're doing tonight. And you would be more. Was that during the COVID thing too? No, this is after COVID. After COVID. I just okay. happened to like find someone that like was into that as much as I was at the time. Yeah. And it was fun, dude. We were like cooking new shit every night. We were even experimenting like making mixed drinks. We were making our own syrups with fruit and everything and making mixed drinks with that. Like while we were cooking, dude, it was a fucking blast. Yeah. That shit. It was so fun. And we like chicken Alfredo. I can't go anywhere and like order that now. I used to love Olive Garden, but it like doesn't even touch. The, the only one I can still eat and enjoy is the one from Outback. Their their sauce is pretty good, but I'm with you. Like it t- it took me, I'd say six, maybe seven times to where I got my sauce where I wanted it. Yeah, to the right, exactly text, how it should be. Yeah, where it's not too soupy and you yep. know getting the seasoning right and not, not, not too much garlic, you know, and getting your noodles right. Dude, and cooking noodles is not as easy as people think. Like people that make this like mac and cheese, like from the store. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if you overcook a noodle or you don't cook enough, it ruins the whole thing. The, um, the crazy thing that I never realized, like as I got older and you know, you go to target and you buy some like pan or some shit <clears throat> and it, it works. You cook in it. But yeah. like buying quality kitchen oh, stuff, like difference. pans, like I've switched everything to uh, Le Creuset, mm-hmm. which are really known for their like Dutch ovens and they're like $400 Dutch ovens. Yeah. But that's the type of shit that like when you die, your kids would fight over who gets oh, that. Yeah. Like, like, you know how people fight over their grandparents, like cast iron skillet. Yeah. Kind of the same shit, but like even their skillets that you like normally cook everyday things in. Mm-hmm. If you think about something you get from like Target, it warps. It oh, may yeah. be warped when you get it and it's not even level when you're cooking. Mm-hmm. But this shit is so thick and you can feel it when you pick it up. You're like, oh yeah, this fucker's good. Then you <clears throat> you also get some to where, oh, it's nonstick. Yeah, for the first two cooks and then right. after that it's... And yeah. this stuff, dude, you can wipe it out with a, a just a paper towel. It all comes out, yeah. but it will never warp. Mm-hmm. But people don't think about, okay, well, you have a solid, even surface to cook on. The heat distributes evenly yeah. versus you rocking and, and you all this stuff in a pan. Whatever it is you're cooking, right. lean into one side or the you're other. You're evenly too. cooking everything. Yep. And that's a big thing that nobody, you know. And just like if you took a steak out and it was still like, it wasn't room temp, it was a little like wet, you didn't pat it down, you throw it in. A lot mm-hmm. of that energy transfer. I didn't realize until, you know, reading up on it and stuff, the energy transfer where you would want that hot skillet to make a crust right off the bat, yeah. that energy transfer is lost from you evaporating the water from yep. the steak. Yep. So the room temp, the dry steak, bam, throw it in there, you get the crust. Do you let your set too? Yeah. Yeah. And I've even tried like... Um, you know, you can put it on the little pans with the grate that kind of let it soak and drip oh, the yeah. stuff out of it. Yeah. Put a little salt on it and it'll pull all the moisture out of it. Mm-hmm. But what I didn't like about it is it made it like more salty taste, yeah. you know? Yeah. But that's a way you can throw that salt on it, put it in the fridge for like 24 hours or whatever. Yeah. And it'll pull all the <clears throat> moisture out. That that That's one thing I've learned from like, where I got into uh, smoking instead of actual barbecue. Like a lot of times when people are doing ribs or they're doing uh, 
uh, Boston butts and stuff, they're using so much salt, and you're, you've already got a salty meat. You need something else to bring out the salty flavor that's already in that meat. Yeah. And that's what I'm big on, like, brown sugar when it comes to my, my oh, yeah. spice base whenever I do those. So, But you can definitely tell when you go to, a, like, a little hole in the wall or somewhere that does barbecue. Mm-hmm. And they use a lot of salt on their meat. It's just like, oh man, this is yeah. terrible. And it tastes like bitter, salty meat because they they've oversmoked it or whatever. Right. <clears throat> there's a uh, there's a Netflix show that's kind of centered around like the Michelin star chefs, <clears throat> and it likes you know picks one and sticks with them for this whole hour show. But there's a <clears throat> a baking season of that and. Um, like one of the episodes is the milk bar, mm-hmm. which is this big like dessert bar in um, kind of like New York, the major cities. Yeah. And uh, I watched that like several times just trying to pick up like here and there what they're talking about. Yeah. If you're making a cake from scratch, like some of these things you want to mix for like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let it like mix everything in like you should. And then you throw like. You may throw like your chocolate chips or whatever in there, mm-hmm. and you want that as like a just a quick pulse. You yeah. want it just in there, because if you mix it in there more, you may activate like a leavener that's already going to activate once it's put in the heat. Yeah, because the heat from the mm-hmm. oven activates a leavener and it changes the composition of like what you're cooking. Yeah, and you could do that. You could trigger that again, like prematurely by mixing in the shit that you just need to like quickly fold into it yeah have you uh um probably i don't know right when me and whitney got together i didn't even realize that red velvet cake was pretty much a chocolate cake like, yeah you know it's cocoa powder <laughs> and you just a red food color I, what <laughs> this tastes just like chocolate cake yeah. are you a guys grocery games fan oh man Never i watched it much i haven't watched it much no it's it's pretty fun to watch sometimes i guess i never hit like the cooking food network channel when i'm flipping through let's well, see that's all it's either crime shows or cooking shows is all whitney was gonna is gonna watch like you're either gonna see shamar Moore on criminal minds or you're gonna see andrew zimmerman guy fieri however you say his name yeah you know that's that's all she's gonna watch constantly dude we i, I guess we're just always on a sports channel yeah or maybe some like netflix show or something like that yeah. So where are you at on pro basketball now? You got a team you watch or you just watch it in general? I mean, I've always been like just a LeBron fan yeah. since he went in. <clears throat> so like it, you know, he could have went to like Milwaukee Bucks back in the day. It would have made it, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. So I've just kind of drifted around with him wherever he goes. Yeah. But I haven't paid attention to it much like in the past couple of years. I've paid attention to football more than anything. Yeah. And I was never big on that growing up. No, nah, neither one of us were. I mean, uh, you you are the reason that I watch basketball. But before I move we're up here with you, basketball, I mean, you know, if it was at school, yeah, I'm playing with the other kids, but yeah. I didn't care nothing about it. Yeah. I did. I played, Jesus Christ, I don't know how many plays or how many hours I played basketball. There's like no growing up, you know. And then, I mean, you think about it when we were that, that age. When we got home from school, if we didn't have homework, we were outside – the yard playing one hundred and one, or either just shooting. Dude, I was playing that Constantly. shit whether I had homework. I didn't do. I probably didn't even do homework. 
<laughs> I, I hardly ever did either, man. And it, you know, it never affected the grades like they said it would. I don't know why that was naturally just like. I kind of floated through school and never studied, never did homework. Same. And just, I would, you know, I never, for, for me stu- though, I never the- shot for like AP class. I got to have A's. Yeah. And I would get like B's and C's. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, give a shit. I was the I'm same like, way. And nothing, I mean, history caught me. Like, I love listening or learning history. Math always comes so easy. And then science, yeah. I was kind of in the middle, and I hated going to English class because I'm like, look, I'm not fixing to be a writer, or reporter, or anything like that. I don't, yeah. I don't give a shit where this period or this apostrophe goes. Just- yeah, I didn't give a shit about history or anything until I like was several years out of school. Man, and was watching like History Channel kind of shit. I would, I would put my head down in Mr. Thomas's class, and I wouldn't be asleep. I just couldn't look at him because he he was so boring when he would teach. He'd always he was always tap me like on a, the shoulder. Yeah. He goes, "Now Shane, you can't shake those or what? He's fight those zeros away with a stick now." And then here come the exam, and I've got a B or an A on it. Well, I guess you are listening with your head down. I was like, <laughs> "No offense, Mister Thomas, I love history, but the way you teach it is just boring." Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, he he was very much kind of like a. Bueller. A Catholic preacher Bueller. that's just like monotone the whole fucking like he's hour Jay, you're sitting He's Jay there. Cutler. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he was. Kids aren't going to bite on that, dude. One of the last times I saw him, I went to a game over here to watch uh, our uh, Whitney's little cousin. And he's like, oh, how have you been? It's been a long time. Yeah. I'm doing fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I kind of like got into it after high school. Well, when you're when you're young like that, a lot of a lot of the times that type of stuff doesn't appeal to you. You know, you got your mind on other things. It's like it's Thursday. We're getting out of school and going to Holiday Beach. Yeah, and watch this Civic run a twelve five. That's right. I can't. I don't even the amount of times I've been up there. I do not know what my what my car even runs. You were in a band at the time. Yeah. Like you were worried I mean, about where you were going to I play. Was, hell yeah, I was in the bars, you know, as a kid. Yeah, I was. I was staying up late. Let me get a Dr Pepper and a Hershey's bar. Hell yeah, <laughs> give me that, Joey Knight, and give me that Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah, well, you, I'm making a store run. Yeah, you you must be parked on the outside of the circle. I talked to Josh Pearson the uh, a few days ago about that. Like, can we just go back? You know, when Dixie days, such simpler times. Yeah, nobody cared. Yeah, they just hung out. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. It would start with two or three cars. People would be talking, and then you look around, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. There's like 30 fucking vehicles out here. Yeah. <laughs> All the old people probably thought something was going on, like something bad. Oh, yeah, probably driving by like, oh, I bet they're, you know, coming up with stuff to do, or they're doing something they shouldn't be. In reality, we were doing exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. Just, just... talking. and <laughs> Every now and then, people would be working on their vehicles out there. Oh, man, no, hold on. Let me show you this little trick. If you open the air box up and put a little gap in it, it sounds like you got a cold air intake on here, man. That sounds like a Jordan Matlock hack. <laughs> <laughs> could, it could have been. Jordan works up there now at uh, Goodrich. Really? Yeah. It's kind of crazy, like, when I think about the, like what I do for a living. I never wanted to – I never had interest in that as a kid, you yeah. know? So, I don't know. Now, I can remember being younger, and it was because Joey and them were older than us. 
and just you know joey is one of the first people around here with the the low rider you know the fixed up truck and all that yeah and like you walk by it when you're coming from the junior high like hey that's joey knight and truck don't even know who joey is you right. just you just know he drives that and then it's almost like the celebrity effect you meet him in the parking lot and he's one of the nicest guys you'll meet and you're like you're joey knight and yep. yeah <laughs> the crazy thing is joey's really like introvert Person. very he, yeah he is like almost like very shy person he is and for everyone to like be like that about him mm-hmm. was just like it's crazy to see like that type of personality and everyone like yeah. building you, that when up you got, you know? when you got him in that group of people in the parking lot though he would open up a lot like, when he's comfortable yeah he yeah. will like i talked to him the other day at work you know he works up there i i loved hearing like him and john cochran and others like you know just messing with each other yep going back and forth Joey, I feel like Joey's truck color changed like every two months, you know? Yeah. Something else is going on. Some some new car, truck, whatever. Yeah. It was always the nicest one in town, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then Jordan had that Subaru. Yeah, I remember riding yeah. in that thing. That yeah. was it was fast. that was intense. That's that's one of the first turbocharged cars I've ever been in. And yeah. it was all wheel drive, so we we weren't just like going, you know, down a street. We were fucking going through a neighborhood and going yeah, like 60 70 going miles an hour around a damn 90 <clears throat> degree turn. Like that shit was crazy to me. Yep. Yeah, I think JJ's 3000 GT was the true like first turbocharged car I'd been in. And like yep. felt felt that. That car was fast too. Yeah. Just feeling like the torque of and it like pulling you back in the seat. Oh, yeah. That shit was crazy when you were 16 or 17. Yeah, I remember him letting me drive it, and he's like, you know, I didn't want to mess the car up or anything. He goes, man, dump it. Like, yeah. dump the clutch when you get it at about five grand, and it just, you take yeah, off. It's just there's, gone. there's no spin, no nothing. It just pulls your neck back. And, you're like, yep. and by the time you get to where you can lean back up in the seat, it's time to go to second gear. Yep. I remember, like, my neck being sore after I bought the Corvette. Just from like the torque of that, and like yeah, just pulling you know, yourself, swinging and me stuff. back all the time. Yeah. I was like, "Why the fuck is my neck sore?" <laughs> I've been riding around for like a week, you know. Yeah, and that yeah, I don't know. You're just not used to feeling that until you get into it. Yeah, you don't until know. you get into one, it's. You, I remember my first ride in a in one of those ZR ones. I was that thing hit zero to one twenty like a normal. Vet or Camaro would hit zero yeah. to sixty, and I was just sitting over there like, uh, "What the hell's going?" I'm on? about ready to get out of here because you're you're in like an aluminum light car with a truck engine, yeah. That's also been tuned to be faster than that truck engine would be. Mm-hmm. And and you turn onto like an entrance ramp on the interstate, and you can easily be over a hundred before you oh yeah get on the interstate. <clears throat> no, yep. and you're going uphill on top of that. Yeah, and, and it's, it's still no pulling. fucking problem. No problem at all. And the dude I was riding with, like he's going in and out of traffic, you know, weaving. Uh-huh. I'm like, hold up, dude. Bro, slow this thing. You yeah. know, <laughs> I'm holding the door panel like, God, if you let me get out of this car, I promise to never ride with someone like this again. We're a little nervous. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now I never, like, I hardly ever drive the thing because of road construction. Tuscaloosa yeah. is like, you know, as soon as they fix one road, they're tearing another one up. Yeah, they're tearing up, another you know? one up. And that shit's so bad. Plus, it don't help how low that car is. Then you got the bigger wheels, too. Yeah. So. I can't tell you how many tie ride ends I've broken. 
just oh, I know, I was there for slowly a, driving a lot of the repairs for those. Yeah, so yeah. like eventually, I just got to where I don't drive it. Yeah, I the, but I would never like get rid of it. No, so no, like, you don't need to. That's something you can always enjoy and take out and uh, on a Sunday, and then it's also something when you get bored with it, you can tear it apart and do something different with it. You know. And the crazy thing I had no idea about Val's dad restored Corvettes and sold them Camaros, things like that. Like the older stuff. Mm -hmm. So she's got an old, uh, like C10 truck. It's been totally restored. It's got fresh paint job. It just needs an interior. I can't remember the year, dude, but it's at her mom's house. This needs to be finished. Is it like the square style? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll send you a picture of it. Like the one my dad had? Uh, no, 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 older. Older. Maybe older than that. Like a 72 model or something? I don't know. I'll, I'll send you a picture next time. Okay. When it gets finished, it's coming. Like, she'll never get rid of it. Yeah. So, pretty soon, there'll be a Corvette and an old, completely restored, like, Chevy truck in the garage. Like, restored, <laughs> like, factory engine and all that. Like, yeah. he does the yeah original restore or whatever. Yep, that's what... He was really into that. So That'd be a fun thing to do when you get older and don't, you know, have to go to work. It's like a baby blue and white kind of color, too, I think. Oh, classic two-tone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost, you got to do that with a truck like that. You I think my, that two-tone. my favorite, like, older truck like that is the one with the wooden slats in the bed. Was that like that a 50-something model? Yeah, 50, 60s, maybe. Yeah. That, that just looks like, there's nothing that looks better than that to me. Yeah, you see the nice paint job, and then you got the chrome pieces in the middle of the wood, and yeah. the wood's all stained. Especially if they, like, stain some exotic wood or some shit like that. They kind of go out uh, all out uh, maybe oh, yeah. on the wood. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. We're talking about uh, Baki's kind of stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of wood. Yeah, know? he's big into that stuff now. Yeah. It's funny you find stuff like that, like how you get into that type of stuff when you get older this Different things. And different things are therapeutic. Yeah. And yeah. You, I guess, you know, you don't have the money to figure that shit out when you're young. Well, that, and I, for me, I think some of it's just getting away from the everyday grind, finding something you, to take your mind off of. It. Yeah. Not necessarily that you're stressed, but, like, you're at your job more than you are at home, so sometimes it's kind of hard to get it out of your head. But if you got something like that to get you, you know, blank yeah. slate and not thinking about anything... I guess you could get really lucky and like really enjoy the things that your parents kind of are into. Yeah. That's kind of the only way you would find that, you know? I wasn't, I was never into like woodworking, but I had an entire fucking cabinet shop in my yeah. backyard. So, like, well, you I was know. never into fixing small engines and smoking weed. So, I don't guess yeah. I could follow my dad. Well, you know, <laughs> one day Alabama will be the last state to legalize weed. You know, they're kind uh, of, I'm the, not going to wait on Alabama for that. Yeah, they're kind of on the know. back end. <laughs> yeah i don't know you know All crazy right. thing dude we're we just got a a new house and we're pretty much like it seems like an intense remodel on almost a perfect house <laughs> until you like change a few things you know like yeah but you, when you get into something no matter what it is you're gonna do something to make it your own whether it be changing paint changing cabinets whatever it doesn't feel like yours until you put your stamp on it you know and that's kind of like as soon as we walked in you know val was like uh i don't like this backsplash in these countertops yeah so right off the bat you know countertops and backsplash are getting ripped out (laughs) and we're like we've been like working in the smart home things Mm -hmm. so 
I don't like the off-white color switches and plugs, you know, outlets, all that stuff. So I, I like the white. The shiny white color, or yeah. the bright light, yeah. But when you I change that and you talk about, oh, I'm going to paint the trim white. Well, fuck, it's off-white. And you don't realize, oh, shit, the ceiling's off-white. Yep. So I've got to paint the ceilings, the walls, I, the trim, all I, that. I don't understand like that's like where they go with is like uh, what do they call it actually ivory I think on the plugs and where's the off white look the off but off white just looks dirty yeah I mean I forget I'll, what it's called I think it starts with a C yeah but I took all that off yeah I haven't changed all the outlets yet yeah. because I'm painting still we mm-hmm. just painted like the walls yesterday yeah. I had like seven people over there painting. We painted like three quarters of the house. I, I hate paint, I hate painting a house, and I hated that because I hate taping things off. Well, see, that's what I was. I, I don't necessarily hate the painting part, but if you want it to be good, the taping part, uh, man, it's so I hate it. But here's the like the only good thing about that because I was painting everything, I didn't have to tape anything off. Well, because I paint the ceiling and hit the trim. Yeah, have you seen the people though that, that that do this professionally? They oh, just take a brush dude. and they're going yeah. across it. Never hit a damn thing. They don't do shit. Yeah, they don't hit anything. It's and perfect. if that if that were me, it's going to be all over the wall. It's going to be on my hands and my shirt. Everything. It seems like when I try and paint in the house or anywhere, if I'm doing stuff outside, the harder I try not to get paint on me, the more I get get that shit everywhere. Yeah, it's like oh, stepping around being easy. What the hell was that? Oh, it's the top of the fucking cake pan on my foot. <laughs> well, the good, good thing job. was, because I was painting everything, I could paint the ceiling and touch the trim. I could paint the wall and touch the trim. Yeah. And then I could easily tape the wall and the ceiling, which is straight. Yeah. And paint the trim and run a bead of caulk. So. Yeah. My biggest hurdle, because we had like a, an electric fireplace mm-hmm. and we're going to the smart home, I kind of want to be able to tell Google to turn my fireplace on. And it just, you know, but they don't make a 30 amp double pole switch. That's smart. That sucks. It does until you, until you do what I do. And I'm like, I got you motherfucker. I I got it. Yeah. (laughs) I know know ways around this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm running that to a contactor and running that smart switch to power the coal on it. Give it a couple of years. I'm going to come to your house and I'll walk in. It's like Jarvis open the door. Dude, it probably will be close. (laughs) I've already got the fireplace figured out. Yeah. <laughs> so, new house and y'all are doing really good. Is there uh, be forever a- plans down the road? There is. There is. I involved cool. a toddler or two. You know, we'll see. That's going. That's going to be fun. God, it'll be different. You know. No, you're going to be a great dad, man. You've always been good with kids. Be like, man, why'd you do that stupid shit? You know, why don't you think about it this way? You'd <laughs> be like. You'd be like, yeah, dad, I fucked up. Yeah. Give me some of the bourbon. (laughs) Damn it, kid. You're eight years old. You can't have this bourbon. Uh, Mine's four now, and she's already at the point where I'm like, I'm starting to see personality traits already. No, dude. When she she gets aggravated, like yesterday, I just go, Hannah, I'm not talking. (laughs) I said, yeah, you are talking. No, I'm not. Uh, you, You don't say. The crazy thing is she'll be graduating high school in like six months, you know? It seems like it. It seems like, yeah. Yeah, it really does. I Actually, a- um, Josh Pearson, he uh, he come up with a job. It's been a good while ago, but he took and he had told me he was working up there, and he wasn't at, uh, where was Thompson Tractor or somewhere? Yeah. And he was just talking about how he would be working so much, like he would come home one day and his 
daughter's like crawling on the floor the next day she's running around going hey daddy where are you he's like nah, i gotta do something different yeah you know, i can't miss all this stuff yeah now he can he can leave at exactly eight hours if he wants to or he can work an extra eight yeah so it's it's been it's it's nice it's cool to like see all those people that you kind of heard about and knew about growing up yeah and then they they work there you know yeah so Josh he's actually good, in my area now. Yeah, Josh is a good dude, though. Oh, yeah. Funny as hell, too. Oh, yeah. It's you get him, him and the guy he rotates with are both hilarious. So, like, yeah. just to be, like, you know, hang out on those midnight shifts and just listen to the bullshit that they, like, talk about would probably be hilarious. Well, we used to all hang out back in the day, like me, him, and it'd be Jeff and a couple others. I could just sit there and drink beer and listen to Josh fuck with people or just tell <laughs> stories, man, and it, it just made the night. You put him and Swindle like in the same room. It'd probably be like, and maybe Ross. No, yeah, definitely Ross. Ross is (laughs) (laughs) he he's he says some funny shit, dude. Oh man, and and his mannerisms and stuff that he does. Swindle's gotten. I'm not gonna say he's got. He seems a lot more calm these days. Only thing Swindle got excited about back in the day was uh, baseball cards and washing cars. I think. Yeah. Which is who I learned to wash cars from, kind of. Yeah. Well, probably we all did. Yeah, we all did. I think he washed his truck every day. Oh, when he got that yellow S10, that S10 thing never had dirt on with it. With the Vortec engine. Yep. Never had dirt on it. And never had a air freshener that wasn't fresh. Yep. I mean. Peachy Peach and Black Magic, both at the same time. Yep. That was the way to go. Yep. Walmart couldn't keep that it's shit like he was. It's like he was putting one in every other day, because anytime you... You'd be at his house and he'd have the windows down on it. I mean, you're standing there talking to him. It's just you it's just coming on coming out through, and the tire wet on the on the dashboard or whatever. The Dude, he when I was talking to him the other day, he said he was telling his wife about it. He's like, "Man, Shane and JJ and all them used to beat the hell out of me back in the day. If we ever went to the pool or their trampoline, he's he's like, I told her." I'm getting the shit beat out of me. I was like, yeah, we'd all jump and like kind of wrestle you until you got mad and threw us all at one time like the Hulk. <laughs> I was like, all right, he's pissed. Leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. he's done. <laughs> he's had enough. Yeah, that was that was fun, dude. Especially the summers. We had so much going on in that little neighborhood that we like, did too. There was always something to do. And it was before like there were so many houses or trailers out there. You know, we were yeah. spaced out back then. Had this one spot like. This is where we ride four wheelers at. This is where we play kickball at. Yeah. We play baseball over here, you know. I mean, there were like, if we had people spending the night over the weekend, there would be like over 10 kids. Throughout the neighborhood. Throughout the neighborhood, ready to like hang out all weekend. I don't weekend. know how our parents put up with it. Because yeah, we wouldn't at your house, we were at my house, or we were at JJ's, and then we were up all hours of the night. We were either outside oh, yeah. playing basketball, or we play hide and seek. I, I like... We didn't go to sleep until sunrise. Oh, yeah. Like on the weekends. Especially in the summer, like you said, with the movies. Oh, yeah. I go get five movies. You go get five movies. And we're like, popcorn? Movie? Over? New movie? New movie? That had to be the biggest expense of of your parents' place was probably popcorn. Yeah, because you used to eat it all the time. You probably don't even eat it anymore, I would guess. I eat it when I go to the movies. That's probably it. Yeah. I ate a lot of that. Yeah. But, you know. I can remember my mom saying, I'm going to the store. Is there anything y'all want? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, whatever. I'm going to grab Brandon some popcorn. 
Yeah. And Nate, she always had to get Frosted Flakes. Mm-hmm. He's just always like he'd have his own box. She'd get to this is for eat for cereal, and this is the one Nate's gonna have his hand in, just eating. No, oh, yeah. Like Chex Mix. <laughs> Do you remember the night we were just randomly throwing whatever like little rocks or sticks at your parents' side of the house? Were you out there that night? Probably. But <laughs> I just the only reason I can still remember it is because Christian grabs an old pool ladder. It's like, watch this. And he's standing there like swinging it like a baseball <laughs> the side of the house. Your dad comes running out with a flashlight and we're all taking off running. And I'm fake back now like, why was that fun? Why yeah. the hell were we doing that? Why were we that bored? <laughs> Jesus, dude. It was just like, who can get Robert to come out first? That was always Christian, probably. God damn it, get your ass in the house. Just blame it on Christian. Uh, Christian's traumatized from his childhood. Uh, I remember us getting busted from going to the street races. Oh, man, that was great. You made your nest in this house, boy. You're not leaving. I, like I think two I days left later, you went 30 to the minutes movie. later, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. I, was, I never had a curfew. Um, any of that shit. No. Me and Ben would go to movies on like Monday nights. And we could, we had this shit figured out to where we could do, we could drive to Tuscaloosa, go to Sonic and split a meal, go to a movie, all for $20 and one cent. <laughs> we knew how much gas it took. We knew exactly how much Sonic was going to cost. We knew how much tickets were going to Down be. to the cents. All that shit. If you gave me a 20, I could find a penny at school or some shit. Or it was a, covered. Yeah. You remember going to the basketball game with him down in Mobile when we took the... Oh, uh, shit. And we uh, ran out of gas. Yeah. I remember when we left to go, though, we drove to Birmingham to get on the interstate to drive the Mobile. Oh, I don't even remember that <laughs> I, part. I do because I just remember going, why are we going up here to go south? But at the same time, I didn't know where to go. Yeah, you didn't know how to go down anyway, Highway 5 you know? and yeah. 43 or whatever. And we didn't have smartphones back then. so No, we'd get fucking lost in Greensboro. Yeah, I never made it. I remember we didn't have any money, and we were on our way back, and we stopped at a rest stop. We had somebody let you borrow some money. so we. I think it was gas- Jerome. I don't even remember Jerome's last name. Was it Hudson? Jerome? Maybe Jerome. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, they called him Pete. Yeah. 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 I remember he gave you money, so we got gas money. And I remember we stopped at a rest stop, and we were all sitting there contemplating, like, we want a bag of Cheez-Its. Maybe, maybe we want to split and the, a Mountain Dew. Yeah, like, we're going to have to, like, get a bag of chips and a drink. We're all going to have to split it. Or, And someone was with us. It was like, I'm going to just break the machine. And I'm like, no, nah, man, we can't do that. We'll get busted. You know, there's a security guard. And I remember we were sitting there contemplating, like, do we break the machine so we can all eat? Or we just... So we left with that one bag of cheeses and whatever drink we got. That's almost like, just think about how a homeless person feels, you know? That night, we, we like kind of knew. kids, you know? We were like experiencing being homeless. Yeah. <laughs> and really, if Ben wouldn't have been driving 90 the whole way down there, we probably would have had enough gas to get back. <laughs> right. I think he drove 60 all the way back. Yeah. You know? He knew in that neon, like, what would get the optimal gas mileage, you know? We got down there so fast, though. Yeah. We got everywhere fast in the neon. Yeah. I don't know. And it was loud as it was loud. It was too loud. I just remember riding in the back with the speakers in the floor and I'm all the way to the 
left or right and nothing's playing but 311 and we play the same song so we could watch the lights bounce with the drums dude i think i bought like all the lights to go in that car <laughs> yeah i remember that it's almost like i treated it i felt like it was my car well, I you were always in much, it anyway dude. i rode in it that much that's where i learned how to drive at five speed really yeah and then i get a car that's a six speed and you don't even really have to know how to like drive it as far as like taking off yeah that was fun, dude. It and was. then and then we destroyed that car when someone else bought it, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we did. Was, I'm just happy everybody wants to drive my car. Like, was, no, we're just trying to. That was know. Todd. It was Todd. Yeah, Todd, Todd Carter. Todd Carter. What happened to that guy? I don't know. Maybe living in Argentina, probably. <laughs> maybe he'll chime in. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You just like never hear about some people. Yeah, they, just after high school or a few years after, you don't know what's going on with them. And they're still they're still alive. They're you know doing all kinds of stuff. Just yeah. never hear anything. That's one thing I really enjoy about doing this. I get to catch up with people. Yeah. You know, I mean, me and you text and stuff, and we kind of know what each other's doing, but it's different when you get to sit down and actually talk. Yeah. You know where you at in life and what you're doing right now. You know. Dude, I'm in the. Uh, I've been in like the industrial maintenance stuff since I was. 20 yeah yeah i got in that mercedes program when i was right out of high school it was two weeks after high school mm -hmm. and i couldn't miss a day or i would pretty much be fired yeah i remember you talking about it all the time like because we would like i wasn't working at the time and we were all going out to do stuff i'm like man you need to go with us you're like no nope, can't miss it man i ain't getting fired dude that'd be there like six in the morning it was like from six to two or something monday remember through the, friday you remember the uh panama city trips Yes. Like it was just every other weekend. It's like you go by the ATM and get three hundred bucks. You go get it. You go get it, and we're we get down there. We'll just throw a room together and sleep on the floor. And I had like uh, Jeff Daly's old Civic, Holy that silver one. I forgot about the yep. Civic, old Betsy. Yep, that was a good looking car when you got finished with it. Yeah, I had a body kit. I never put on it. <laughs> what did you ever do with it? I sold it to uh, Amos. Oh. I think he blew it up like three weeks after he bought it or something like that. Probably. That sounds right. Maybe. It may have been like a year. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I had an entire like kit ready to go. I just never had like the money to paint it. So. Yeah, and get it put on. He probably yeah. put it on without the paint like a lot of people do. <laughs> that was fun. That was a fun car. Yeah. Dude, I was, I remember like putting shit on that car that like didn't even make sense. Like what was that? What was the little magazine that had all the car parts in it? I don't, I don't remember. I remember us looking at them all. You know the, the time, name, though. like you just can't remember the name. I know exactly because I had shit circled everything for an eclipse. Yeah, that I wanted to put on it. You know, it was almost like a J.C. Whitney type book, but yeah. it was for tuner cars. That's yep. when it was so popular. Yep, and I was putting like timing gears and shit. Yeah, you put cam gears, upgraded like, fuel rails, and all this on it, and it's just like a stock motor. Yeah, what the fuck? What are you? And it was and a, like the what mechanic, was it, a one six or one eight. Yeah. The mechanic was like, "You want to put what on here? Okay, fine. Fuck it, kid. I'll put it. Yeah, know, whatever. Give I'll me your fucking you. money. Like, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, he probably charged you like two hundred dollars for yeah. a fifty dollar job, but right. you were like, I, I don't care. Yeah, it's got it's got this on it. It's got this on it. Yeah. Dude, get it's got out a VTEC controller it's on it. It's got this spacer in my airbox. It sounds like a turbo. <laughs> yeah. 
that little thing that made it like whirlwind kind of. I remember your, those uh, little tor- tornado yep. things. Yep. It just. It's that little spacer in between the intake and the throttle body. Oh, man. <laughs> Sounded awesome. It did, but done nothing for the car. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember when you bought the uh, Altima riding in the first. I remember sitting in it and you had the uh, floor mats flipped upside down. And it was like little um, little spikes, little spikes sticking up, and I'm like, God, dog, dude, like get in there with like some slides or something on. Yeah, <laughs> it hits the side of your foot. That car got so much attention. Just, I guess it was. It was so... a good look. Like when it first came out, it was a good looking car, man. It looked so different from the years before, especially the yeah. two doors. It looked so sporty. So. It was so so like different looking. And I remember riding it. It was like the first car I'd ever rode in with a CVT transmission. It's like you hit it, and it's like you don't feel any shifts. It's just constant. Yeah, never shifted. It was so weird. That was like a base model Altima. I remember then you would stop at like any gas station and buy random mixtapes. It's like, oh, don't have that one. Let's put yeah. this one in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, that was the first car I ever bought, like brand new car. Yeah. And the crazy thing was, like, I was 20 years old, and, like, I made the money for it. Like, my job, I was making, like, I don't know, 25 an hour. Yeah. It's like, at 20, doing yeah. industrial maintenance. But, like, I had zero credit. So, like, even though I made the money, probably more money than, like, my grandmother, she had to sign. That's because you didn't have the any shit, credit. Because I didn't yeah. have any credit. So, I was like, what, what, what is going on, you know? Man, that's something that's so stupid, too. It's like... You get to a point where it's like, with credit, don't you give someone a starting point other than like a jewelry card? Yeah. You know? I mean, jewelry cards and furniture stores are like... where you start. That's where you have to start, pretty much. Unless you get someone to sign with you. Yeah, which I, I, you know, I get it. You ain't going to just let a kid come in here and with no credit and let him walk out with a $50,000 car or something, even though he can pay for it, but... I get both sides of it, Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you you know 90% of the time you just be giving that away as a loss you know yeah whereas with a furniture store or a credit card somewhere like that it's yeah. just oh I lost 300 bucks you know a lot of the crazy things I've noticed especially like moving in this new house it seems like and, and I guess I kind of always thought this that like maybe the new clothes or whatever would come out in like Atlanta first or like LA and Houston, the big places and slowly like make their way here. Here, Yeah. It seems like that's the same way with like furniture. There's some furniture we can get. If we say we're in Houston where her mom is, Mm -hmm. you can't get here. Yeah. I wonder if that's like maybe like the new things are brought out in LA, Houston, Atlanta, bigger cities. And as they like, phase out with something <clears throat> more new, they move that shit to like Smaller the Tuscaloosa yeah. rooms to go or like, you know, things Makes like that. Makes sense. I mean, that would be a better way to like, you know, you're getting not older lose. You get away from fashion and you're talking about furniture, yeah. but just like that's, that may be like industry way of not losing all the surplus they have. Yeah. We just funnel it down to these little places. They'll eat the shit up, you know, cause they don't know what's <clears throat> the new thing. You remember going back to school shopping and stuff back in the day? Oh man, we had I had a fashion show. There's probably a, a videotape somewhere buried in a in a junk pile of me I, trying on every probably every outfit. The, the only five outfits I had as a kid, you know, school outfits. Yeah, 
That's crazy. I only had, probably only had like five things that I yeah, rotate no, through. But, but you think about that though, <clears throat> and what you had was nice stuff too. Like for your, I look at it now so differently on everything from from an adult and a parent standpoint. Your parents had to buy back to school clothes and shoes for three kids every year. That yeah. fucking sucks. You just think about Christmas, back yeah. to school, and that shit, and trips. Yeah. Hell, just going to fucking McDonald's or somewhere to eat. Yeah. You better you know? be ready to cook. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's why Robert can cook. I think he just likes people having his food and enjoying it. You know? Yeah, I can say that. But he definitely... Like, even with... <clears throat> Like when you see you see people with all this, like you see somebody pulling a fucking thirty thousand dollar boat, or an ATV like buggy with a fucking seventy thousand dollar truck. I, like I look at it and go, man, that's nice. And now I'm breaking it down. Like you're paying fifteen hundred a month for that truck. You're paying another six hundred for that buggy. Why? Yeah. To go get drunk, and muddy, mm-hmm. and probably tear it up. No, thank you. No. Yeah. I mean. I'd never had a truck until this truck. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and now there's like, you know, once you have it, you can't go. You don't want to go back to like I, a little car. No, know? I miss having a truck so bad, man. That's why I was really getting ready to get something this year, but no, nah, not now. I love the gas mileage on the Kia, though. But I mean, with the Yukon, really, unless you're hauling something dirty, you let the back seat down and then the second row seats. You can get about it. You can put a fucking refrigerator back there probably if you took the doors off. Yeah. You know. Because when we went to get it, I wanted a Tahoe. Just, you know, because that's what a, you know, that's a Tahoe or a Forerunner is like the Southern Mom's I don't, I don't know something. why. I, it just is. We, Me and Val talk about that all the time. <laughs> like, and, and I bring that shit up. I know people that like single girls or whatever. Not even a fucking boyfriend, so you're not gonna have a kid in the next like that, that's five what they years. Want, though. And they want a fucking Tahoe. Yeah, you're already five foot two on your tallest day, and probably can't drive. Why do you? That need ain't a Tahoe? knocking women. It's just it's a big vehicle to drive. <laughs> what are you driving this for? Who are you hauling around? Nobody's yeah. riding with you. You don't even have friends. Well, the biggest drawback to having this the X this Yukon XL is like if we're ever at a family gathering or something, and like say. We're leaving the restaurant to go home or everybody's going back to the same place. All the kids are like, I'm riding with Whitney and Shane. Yeah. Hey. Like stretch out. Yeah. The family bus is here, people. Listen here to, to uh, listen to a kid's bop, you know. Oh, uh, no. We're, we're putting uh, whatever Blu-rays in there and just flipping it down so we don't have to hear nothing. <laughs> oh, or most of them's going to have tablets anyway. And some of them's old enough to have phones. So TikTok. Like her, yeah. her two little cousins, the twins, they're 15 now. And they'll come up during the summer sometimes, and it's awesome because it's like we get a free babysitter. Yeah. Like when Hannah wants something, it's like there they are. Yeah. And it's like they got this back room, or they can stay in Hannah's room. So, hey, you got satellite or you got any streaming service you want to watch TV? And they're like, I'm good. TikTok, TikTok. Just going through. I never downloaded that. I just did recently, and the only reason is because a couple of people I work with, they're constantly sending it to me, and it's coming through text, so I'm having to click on it, redirects. Oh, yeah. I'm like, That's how I always have it, to I'm, see it. But yeah. It's just like here and there, somebody sends me something. 
but really the same thing you see on it you can see on instagram and facebook because those same things are on the shared little, like, on a reel or real story yeah. yeah so it's the same shit i just never go i guess i never like catch it and go through it but a lot of people like during covid the tiktok thing kind of like went crazy you know that's probably what helped it get to where it was yeah everybody was just so bored yeah and then i'm making just I'm, like makers and coke you know instead that's yeah. how i passed my COVID time yeah, and i'm sitting over here <laughs> drinking blue moon watching uh tiger king <laughs> that's something that definitely wouldn't have got popular without covid everybody's yeah. stuck in the house look at this crazy motherfucker. it would have stumbled over that like they did the s-town podcast probably <laughs> yeah i still hadn't listened to that but it was i mean it was it was pretty interesting but it was just like you know it's right it's 15 minutes up the road where this shit supposedly happened yeah that makes it more interesting yeah so that was a probably for us around in this town that probably made it a little more interesting versus like yeah. somebody in New York just like stumbling on it. Is there any uh, TV shows you and Val's into? Like you're tuning into every week? When it's I wouldn't going? say like every week. We're still in that period where like <clears throat> we like, oh, you've never watched this? Oh, you never, you know, and oh, we got to watch this. Yeah, like yeah. just shows and movies like Game of Thrones and Yellowstone yeah. and stuff like that, you know. I still haven't watched Game of Thrones yet. I need to. It was good. And the bad thing, or well, I don't say it's a bad thing, but I had to wait every week for it. And yeah. then like a year and sometimes two years. Whereas like now you can just sit and like get through it, get through it all. I'm thinking it, uh, it was Christian. Actually, he hit me up this week. He goes, have you watched the new uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? No, nah, I plan on it. He's like, Wait till it's all done. I'm tired of waiting. Wait, wait. I was, I was like, so it's good. And he's like, yeah, but you don't want to be waiting. He said the same thing to me. Well, he asked me if I watched it, and I said, uh, if it's already five shows out, I'll probably just wait. I haven't watched this Boba Fett show, <clears throat> yeah. and I think it's like pretty much done now. I've done the same thing with uh, the Disney Plus shows, like uh, when Hawkeye and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and all that. No. Nah. Y'all can play out, and then I'm gonna go watch all of them. I think I just week, got, week. I think I just got busy when this Boba Fett came off. Yeah, because I don't do that. I watch that shit like whenever it comes out, we watch it like yeah. that night. So, uh, and <clears throat> the Mandalorian's the same way. So, yeah, Yellowstone's the only thing that's had me watching week to week. Like I, and the only reason is because the people I work around at work, they're oh, yeah. not gonna be like. Did you watch Yellowstone last night? They're going right, to come right. in and be like, what about what fucking Beth did last night? I'm like, I ain't watched it yet, dude. <laughs> oh, well, it ain't going to give it away. Are, really? Yeah. Yeah. That, come on, no, man. Yeah. You work in a place with a lot of people. Yeah. You got to stay up on the shows that they want to watch. Yeah. Everyone's watching, you know. And I'm, I'm behind on Yellowstone, but luckily <clears throat> I don't have to listen to everybody talking about it. Yeah, it don't matter what. Sh- like, And there's some shows I would have never even got into if it wasn't for work. Like, I wouldn't have watched them. Yeah. But I am I was like, everybody's talking about it. So <clears throat> most of my lunch breaks are sitting in the car watching whatever on my phone. So. Yeah. Well, when I was an hourly electrician, you know, there's sometimes where, like, nothing's going on. And we would watch, like, seasons of shows. You yeah. Know? Over like, you know, we work in weekend, 12 hour, 16 hour shifts Yeah, and things are running. So like, you know, and, uh, there was this, there's a one guy just all like 
country middle-aged guy and hey man you, you ever heard of game of thrones you know watch it oh man i don't really like series you know i don't really watch series shows and yeah fuck that man just sit over here and watch this show. we're watching it all right just fuck you know you ain't got nothing else to do shut your ass down this fucking guy watches game of thrones every year starts <coughs> it over the show's done he's so like he at just... the beach with his family he's in the bedroom watching game of thrones over and over while they're out doing whatever <laughs> yeah they're they doing do. whatever i was like jesus this fucking guy got hooked like yeah. i no, went back and watched a couple of shows like that i i never used to watch tv shows either i was always a movie guy yeah all you watched was like house yeah house you know? was the first one that where i was like watching a tv show and now i've gotten where that's all i want to watch but i hate finding a show that i like especially when it's you know finished and you can just binge it yeah because it's almost like i'm an addict yeah like i'm not gonna stop watching it until i finish i can't like you know so every moment i get like i'm on the ride to work in the morning show's only like 40 minutes yeah yeah, yeah it's like listen what's going yeah, on listening and then on my lunch break watching another one on the way home watching another one uh, i had everybody you know they were over at the house painting yesterday and for some reason we got to talking kind of like about the dc shows yeah and i remember like it was kind of almost stressful to watch them. They were really good. Mm-hmm. But the longer they went on, <coughs> there were like f- four shows or something that all intertwined with each other. Mm-hmm. So eventually what I had to do was like wait until everything was over, download every season, go back in the calendar and see which one came on when and put them all so in a folder in, the in that order because they just kept fucking like spilling over into the next day of... Yeah. Arrow, when Flash would like run through and say like ten minutes worth of something, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Fuck, I missed that ten. I don't know what he's talking about on his show now." Like, yeah. So it was almost stressful where like I had to like put that in order and watch it. But it's, it's good if you watch it in that order, though. Did you ever watch Gotham? I think I started it and never really finished it. There were so many episodes. I mean, it'd be like twenty something episodes a season, and they're hour long. It was just yeah. I finished it, but it got to a point where I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Hurry up. It's almost like The Walking Dead until like Negan came in. Yes. I was was done. I was done with it. Like, I'm not watching this shit anymore. And then when Negan come in, okay, you got me for a little longer. He was so fucking good. But then after he kind of lost or they got off of him being like the big dog and all that. Yeah. I, I lost interest again. I could see him doing other stuff, but that's almost like a iconic character where like Kevin Cosner should never do anything other than Yellowstone. He was made for that. Though. And he's like, he doesn't even like fucking, I, he just puts on jeans and some weird ass like vest thing and a cowboy hat. It's just, it his, looks so normal. His demeanor and stuff too in the show and like his, his voice yeah. just fits a cowboy. He just hanging out. And the dude mm-hmm. that plays Rip, that's yeah. his best role yeah. to date. And I used to think he was great in Fast and Furious too, but yep, not anymore. <laughs> and they even said like they didn't plan on Rip being in that much time when they started the show. Yeah. But he got such a reaction they're like, We gotta keep getting scenes yeah. from Rip. You know. And now he's probably the most popular of the show. Oh, for other yeah, than I mean, you know, other Beth. than Beth, he's probably is. <clears throat> yeah, Beth's got the biggest balls out of the whole show. But that's like the guy side favorite person and yeah. the women's side would be like the best i like i like walker a lot though 
Yeah, yeah. He he's funny. Yeah, he was he's a good guy in the show. Yeah. What else, man? It it doesn't hurt that he's a smart ass like me, so I kinda connect with it. Yeah. Listen to that boy. The boss gonna let us be cowboys today. We can rope some cows. <laughs> the fuck did you say? Let's get these cows roped. <laughs> Who else was uh oh, what do you isn't um Andy Circus is like Alfred in the new Batman movie, right? Yeah. I imagine that could be like pretty good. I do yeah, when I saw it, I was like, You get his haircut right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. He could look like a butler. Yeah. As long as Robert Pattinson doesn't like his skin doesn't sparkle when he like walks into certain <laughs> things, I'll be probably good. One thing I like from what I've seen, it could be different when I get to see the movie, but from the trailers, he doesn't have the I'm Batman. Yeah. He's got the normal talk. It's just You think that, but you really haven't heard him say anything but I'm vengeance. Well, in the, in the so, new one, like it's got the latest trailer's got him talking to uh, Catwoman and that's true. Some you other see people a little too. Bit of so it. maybe he's normal. But you know, yeah, Ben Affleck you, had a fucking microphone. I like that better though than Christian Bale. Like yeah, Christian yeah. Bale got worse as the movies went. Like right. by the time he got with Vane, it was like, oh, Mister Wayne, and the, yeah. The fuck <laughs> are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Every actor's got their own thing. Yeah. I don't know who, yeah, that's weird for someone to think that in their head. Oh, he probably sounds like this when, like, he's I'm he's gonna, a comic book person. He's yeah, never I, sounded I'm, like anything. I'm going to put a mask on, but I'm going to disguise my voice, too, so they don't hear me. Are you fucking kidding me? All fucking Superman does is slick his hair back and take his glasses off. All you got to do is just paint your eyes black, you know? Yeah. I think people complain about that a lot, too. What? Oh, the Robert Pattinson, like. His eyes like being black or whatever, but everyone, everyone's all like of that. them, all of them were. Yeah, <laughs> the fuck have y'all been at? That's just somebody hating because it's him doing it. Yeah, I mean Ben Affleck was a like good like pissed off Batman. He was uh, my favorite part. Like I said on the podcast before, is just that chin and that mask. It looks yeah. like the comic. It looks like the cartoon. Yeah, and he's a pretty big sized guy anyway. So yeah. I think he had he probably worked out a little to get. Oh, there, I'm sure. Yeah, there was a couple shots in there too, and I ain't talking about whiskey. I think. I mean, that was a good like version of it, you know, for like a built Batman versus a skinnier, smaller. Dude. What I what I'd love to see now that you got uh, Pattinson doing it, and he's 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 young, you know. What is he? Early thirties. Yeah, probably so. Something around there. And then you got Michael Keaton. You know what you need? Do, you need? Where's Jamie at? We need a. You realize? You I'm need working a professional on Wikipedia guy. That guy is, is a Wikipedia person. Yeah, he just looks up shit. <laughs> who, who do we find to do that though? I don't know. We need somebody really quiet to sit in the corner. Yeah, they won't say shit. They just look up and give you facts. Yeah, we need some somebody really quiet, and introvert, just sits in front of the computer. <laughs> oh, I, I don't got know you. Who. Hold on. Yeah, how old is Robert Pattinson? I think he's 30. Oh, he's 33 and a half. And he yeah. said, he's a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here, Jamie. All right, too much information. Yeah, we didn't need that much. But yeah, you get him and uh, Michael Keaton for a Batman Beyond movie. That'd be pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. Could but, be. I wonder if they're going to go through the whole origin thing. Probably not, but... I know the new Batman? Yeah. This no. is supposed to be like year two. Yeah, they're not starting like you're not fishing to see his parents get killed for the hundredth time. Yeah. And him go through all that. They said this is supposed to be already 
been through all that. An angrier, like yeah, angry Batman. person. Year two, still figuring out everything. Has like a Camaro or some shit with a flamethrower on the back of it. You know, yeah. it's not like the full out Batmobile. The, the only thing I, the only criticism I have from seeing the trailers is like they make it look like it's in the past. Like it, it doesn't look that uh, up to date as far as the. Um, scenery and just how they're dressed and stuff it looks like it's back in the 80s or something i don't know yeah i wonder if that's just like a gotham looking thing well yeah most most of them they all have that route i mean gotham I guess, just has that look yeah because you know? christian bales would have been the most up to date with the times as far as the clothes and the cars and all that yeah yeah you even see like Yachts and everything, mm -hmm. like him going in there and it's like, you can't come in here. And he's like, yeah, I can. I just bought the place. Yeah. Or he steals the ballerina and goes to China so he can steal the guy out of the skyscraper. Yep. What What was your favorite out of those out of that trilogy? Uh, it's, With Bell, it's probably got to be Dark Knight. I mean, because of Ledger. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. As I good think as, I think everybody's going to go that route. Even though Tom Hardy was great, like he he wasn't on that level. No. I don't know no. that ever, anyone ever will be. But Tom Hardy in that movie almost had the sling, sling blade effect for me. Yeah. Like, it was supposed to be serious, but when you hear him talk, like <laughs> I just love when he sees the Batman thing up there on fire, and he's like, impossible. Yeah, I think they, <laughs> I think they, uh, they like, dubbed over that voice, right? Because the mask just, like, fucked everything up. Yeah. So it was always dubbed. Yeah. Kind of weird, but, you know. You know knows. about any movie he does, unless it's one where he's playing his actual accent he always has a different type accent in whatever he's playing in yeah for the most part i thought he was going to make it into the mcu but that didn't happen i thought he was going to be uh the new james bond for a minute but Dude, i i would definitely go for idris elba well he's, the he's the front runner right yeah. now so yeah i definitely want to see that i mean they get a lot of shit or whatever because he's not white but Who he has a, like the fucking it's voice a fictional character dude who yeah. gives a fuck that's just like i had someone bitching about tom cruise being jack reacher because he wasn't six foot tall yeah. and i was like what are you what are you talking about who cares it's not <laughs> like he's playing fucking abraham lincoln man right you know he's but i will I've say always, that that new show reacher was good though but the big dude um, which one? Uh, the new TV show on Amazon Prime, Reacher. The guy in it's like oh. six five and solid okay. fucking muscle. But I hadn't was, watched that one. But I mean, if you didn't like that, I mean, Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise was good. I like that. Yeah, I like those. Yeah, movies. he he done good, and he's a good actor regardless of what anybody thinks about him. I mean, yeah, I don't like all of his stuff, but for you got to respect anybody that comes in and wants to do their own stuff. Yeah, you know. I think Idris Elba would be, he'd fucking blow it out of the park. He's British. Yeah, he's got he's the voice. He's a smooth dude in a suit and yep. stuff, but then when he he can also do the action he does part action of it, the stuff. roughneck type right. thing. So, yeah, he's perfect. Better and than a like lot, Dave a lot Bautista of doing like some James Bond villain, you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw him becoming what he's becoming as, you know, as big of an actor, but he's done really good. Doing like yeah, because he done a few B movies. I don't know if they were 
WWE studios or whatever, like they do with all their guys. But he oh, was yeah. fucking bad when he started, and he he admitted it too. He's like, "Whoa, I need a lot of work." But he he's gotten a lot. Better. He does good as a side character though. His yeah. tracks, you know. He does good in the uh, that movie he done with the little girl where he was like an FBI agent. I can't remember I what it was, but that. like he done like the action dude, but was funny kind of thing. Uh, he done really good with that. I forget who I was talking to the other day, and we were talking about an actor and how good they were. I don't know. I don't think uh, I don't think Deadpool's gonna make it in the in the Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> I've heard that a couple times. <clears throat> you see where he's talking about taking a break for a while? No. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, he said he's going to take a little time off. As soon as the mutants make it into MCU, he's going to take time off. No. Who you think top five, your favorite? You ain't got to put them in order. Just pick five actors or actresses across the board, like of your timeline. Oh, man. You talking about the newer? You want to go like newer? No, you can go old or new. Just like people that you've watched over the years, who would you put? Like, your. Like I said, you ain't got to rank them. Just pick five. It's so hard to do because you're not in genres either. Yeah. So that can all spin and change everything. Like, you know, obviously Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. His Iron Man's the favorite of mine. Um, Denzel Washington. Everything he fucking touches is like, you know, gold. Yeah. You can't it don't matter what role it is. No. Um, I like those Mission Impossible movies. Tom I do Cruise. too. I, I just like too. seeing the technology of some shit. Like, you know. That's probably the best part of those movies. Yeah. Is different stuff that Just come the, up the with. crazy shit that they do to get like the job done. Yeah. But yeah, definitely those three. I don't know. I guess if you're going. If you're going the. I don't know about an actress. I just I'd have to think about that a little while. Yeah, me too. I don't know if it's because we're guys or what. But. Yeah. I don't know really like stands out. I mean, obviously, I know who's cute, you know. Like, you you can look at Margaret Robbie all day, but like, you of know. Of course. But it's her acting up Maybe, there. Maybe, now that I say that, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like oh, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. Definitely, Fuck, yeah. I love that movie, dude. How did he not get a fucking Oscar for that oh, movie? No. Don't get me the wrong. The Departed. The Revenant was good. Revenant. But... Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, man, that's my favorite of his work. Has to be. He he played the hell out of that role. I'll I'll save my fifth spot for a woman, but I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't even know who you look at when you go for like top actresses in Hollywood. Like who is it? Yeah, I mean you've got a, like Angelina Jolie, just because I'm kind of fresh off seeing her with Eternals, but like. I don't put her. She, maybe. Uh, oh, I know. Oh, what's her name? Meryl Streep, maybe. Yeah. Devil yeah, Wears Prada, been... man. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, you know? She was good. She was pretty good. I <laughs> <laughs> like when they, when the on the office, Michael's watching Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> steak. Where's my steak? <laughs> I'd have to put Tom Hanks in there. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. He's the craziest good. shit is Tom Hanks is the at like his peak level when he's just fucking by himself. When there's a volleyball yeah. or some fake robot in this like new Apple TV movie or yeah, something. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. That's when he's like the best. Like <clears throat> when that uh have you seen Captain Phillips? I don't think I ever watched that. 
Dude, the end of that movie, like when he finally gets away from the pirates and like the Coast Guard comes and they're mm-hmm. like trying to talk to him, he's like in shock, just like breathing and stuff. That that is acting at its best. Dude. I need to like, watch that. To be able to just pull that kind of emotion when you're acting, it, it's good. We were we were painting the house yesterday and Forrest Gump uh was on when we were finishing up. That's got to be one of the most quoted movies of all time. Oh, yeah. It was like the scene where he was like imitating Elvis. And then I like go into a room and I'd paint something. I came back out and he was like in a war, you know. I remember watching it as a kid and not not really understanding what the movie was about. Yeah. I was so young. And like when you go back and watch it when you get older, it's like they're showing history events through the eyes of like a dude with an IQ of whatever he had, you know. Right. that's a pretty uh, unique deal. A lot of those movies that we like watched growing up, we didn't fucking pay attention to anything but the action sequences. Exactly. So you could go back and probably watch them now, and it's a totally different movie. I do. From you just like understanding everything. Like probably one of the only action movies I watched when a kid where I understood what was going on was Bloodsport, and that's just because he was in a fighting tournament. Other than yeah. that, yeah, any win. other movies, it was just like he's beating the hell out of these dudes. Kumite. Kumite. <laughs> What was the other movie? He's actually um, retiring from action movies this year. Damn it. So no more Volvo commercials or anything? Him doing the splits on the 18-wheeler? You think? Uh, I guess no splits, no helicopter kicks at all anymore. He may it's, come out of retirement done. for like a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> yeah. You see where uh, Sean McVay was offered a... Uh, 100 mil over five, five years? Yeah, five-year, $100 million deal. Turn it down for $8 million a year, baby. Going back to L.A. <laughs> but I've heard that uh, Tom Brady and Tony Roma or Drew Brees was offered the... Yeah, I know, I've know. i seen the Tom Brady deal. I didn't see the other guys, but... Maybe Tom Brady will come back, come to Houston, you know? I wouldn't <laughs> have a problem with that. I really didn't see him going home this year. I thought he was going to come back one more time. Yeah. I thought he was going to hit for 45 and be done. Yeah. Somebody, you know, and I really wanted to see this was like, uh, I think someone in his like little camp fucked this up and leaked it early. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be really cool if the man in the arena episodes, Yeah, he got to the last one and it was kind of like a tribute of what he did. And at the very end of it, he was like, so with that being said, guys, this is my last year. Yeah. That would have been fucking epic. (coughs) Yeah. That shit would have been crazy, but uh, I I don't know if that was in the plans at all, but if it was, someone not keeping their mouth shut. Him leaving's the end of an era, man. He's yeah. gone. Breeze is gone. Matt Ryan should have been gone four years ago. Peyton's gone. Yeah. You know. The good thing is, you know, and uh, Val's a huge Peyton Manning fan, but um, Arch Manning is narrowed down to Texas and Alabama. And what I say, Texas and Tuscaloosa, but, you know, it's just to keep the T's. He needs to go to Alabama. And I said, you know, Val, we could be seeing a lot of Manning, you know, people stumbling around campus in the press box. Could I think, you, I think you're still on the sideline. <clears throat> I think you're still going to have to keep old Miss in there. For just, the, well, I mean, he's already. Yeah, I get he's narrowed it down, know. but still. He could pick wherever he wants. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one of the things. And I'm just ready for y'all not to have a good quarterback. I don't know really that am. that'll ever happen, but you know. <laughs> I think Bryce is really gonna this is gonna be his best year. 
because yeah. he got better and better last year as the year went on and yeah. this coming year. If y'all get get rid of fucking Bill O'Brien and get some, if Lane Kiffin was there with she Bryce, hates Bill O'Brien. I can imagine of the Houston what, thing. Yeah, he run that damn franchise in the ground. Yeah, and I've seen some reports where they wanted him to be the coach somewhere or the OC somewhere, maybe Jacksonville. Yeah, if I was Nick Saban, I'd be like, "Hey, Bill, there's a job opening here. I got a reference. You know, if you want to well, go down I mean, there, you know, Alabama is the the rehab of uh, coaches." Yeah, I'm really. If it wouldn't have been for Central Florida, I feel like Gus Malzahn would have been up there. And uh, you know, when all the John Gruden shit happened, I I posted on Facebook immediately. You know, uh, John Gruden to Tuscaloosa? Question mark. Not not not. Coaching rehab. I, I always thought Gruden was overrated. Yeah. The team he won with down there at Tampa Bay. Yeah. That was uh, was it Dungy? Tony Dungy's team? I don't remember who it was. Whoever, I think it was him, but he was there first. Man, he built that team. And yeah. then that year he come in, I'm, man. I like him. You know, I've liked watching his stuff. Who, you know, Gruden? the, like Gruden's QB I camp. Like, and I liked him being an analyst and doing what he's doing. Yeah. And I really thought, like, why even come out? Yeah. He even said it himself, though, when he was an analyst. He's like, you know, all these people want me for a head coach. My record really wasn't that great. <laughs> I mean, you know. It, but I guess money money can talk, you know, and get you there. So that may have been what happened. So one of the things I've always wanted to do is go see Alabama in all the SEC stadiums. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got, like, a start to that this past year. Yeah. Yeah, we went to um, Florida. Mm-hmm. We went to the Swamp, and then um, we went to Texas A&M. I bet that was a fun one to go to. It was, A&M dude. Game. That was the best – that was the my favorite stadium being in. Really? And like, so, because a lot of times they are blowout games. I don't want to go to that. Yeah. I, I want to be in the middle of that shit. And I'm not buying like visitor tickets. I want to be right in the fucking middle of the Florida fans. Yeah. And them think they actually have a chance, which they did. Yeah. But that's a whole different environment when they're in that shit and they think they have a chance and you're the guy that's just like you're the only Bama guy. Yeah. Which I'm making friends everywhere I fucking go. So like oh, you know, of course. We were having a fucking good time, but like they for a minute there, they were fucking into it. Yeah. And I was like, This is the shit I want to be in right here, baby. The swamp. It's fucking afternoon time. So they're what you're saying, you're lighting to build people up and then just I'm fine with them just falling <laughs> apart at the last minute. I don't give a shit. And I fuck with them too because like, you know, whatever call would come out and I would like have my hand up, make the money sign. Yeah. And they would just like, I fucking hate you, you know. Yeah. But we give each other shit for like four quarters and had a fucking awesome time. I probably could have crashed on their couch by the end of the game, you know, if yeah. I needed to. And, that's the um, funnest part about sports sometimes is the ribbing. When you got people that's not going to be, you know, yeah. get into a fight over it where it's no, just they were, a game, dude. They were loving it. And A&M, I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we lost. But, like, we were right above the um, Corps of Cadets. They do all, uh, like, the cheers and everything. We were, like, right at the bottom of the second level. Mm-hmm. And when it was really getting into, like, the crunch time of the game, their fans were, like, jumping and, like, going fucking crazy. The second level of that stadium was flexing, like, probably six or eight inches, I would think. Damn. And I was like, this shit is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop this shit now. But, like, you know, I go grab a drink or something, bump into an A&M person, and, you know, we're giving shit back and forth, and they're buying me beers, like, you know. Yeah. So Val's like, of course they're up there buying you fucking beers. And she goes to, like, the bathroom. She's like, how are you making friends? And, you know. Yeah. 
I love You're it. a people person. I know. So I think this year we're going to try to make it to Oxford. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got some family that went to school there and from there. Mm-hmm. So we should get a good tour of how that is. That'd be cool. That's a good bucket. Something to get off the bucket list. And then in <clears throat> um, whenever Kentucky comes back on the schedule, we're going to work a bourbon trail trip into that whole like either the week leading up to the game or the week after. Yeah. Because, you know, you're up there anyway. Yeah. that will be fun. Oh, yeah. And we're also trying to do all of the um, MLB stadiums. Doesn't really have to be an Astros game. But, yeah. you know, we've got a, uh, like the official stadium ball that mm-hmm. we get. And we have a home plate shaped kind of like case for all the stadiums. That you go to. Yeah. That's so cool. we put, we have that at the house. We're kind of adding that in, putting that in. Yeah. That's sweet. Yep. <clears throat> it was fun this year. Her mom came in town for the um, Arkansas-Alabama game. Mm-hmm. And then we woke up the day after and drove to Tennessee and watch Texans. Yeah. <coughs> and we actually won that game. Yeah. <laughs> I guess a good team, too. Yeah, if not for Tannehill. Yeah. They just need a quarterback, dude. They get a solid quarterback that's not throwing interceptions all the time. Yeah, I've seen where they're uh, – I don't know if it was the GM or the coach, but they pretty much come out and said Ryan Tannehill is their guy. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. They've got the offense, like, already ready to go. I mean, they that – Freaking uh, dump truck they got in the backfield. I mean, who's going to yeah. put that dude down? Derrick Henry there. They got Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, ready to go. Yeah, they got a good squad. The man, Ben Jones, is right there in the center. Yeah. He's not letting anybody through. Nah, he's done great, man. It's cool to see somebody come from here and do that well and to be all the other stuff he does, like in the community and everything else. You know, yeah. it's cool to see. So, like, and it's just like a small world, like, example or whatever. But Val, like, um, when she was like a, you know, I guess 18 to 20 something range, mm-hmm. she would work with the Texans with like charity stuff. Mm. And she talked about how, like, Ben Jones is always there, always volunteering, a great guy, all this stuff. And yeah. it's just crazy. For someone to experience that like nine hours away, and be like, "Oh yeah, I know, I know that guy." Yeah, and then, <laughs> and know, I I didn't know him real well. Like I I was around him in certain things, like when we played basketball at the church and all that stuff, yeah. you know. But just everybody else that's close to him, you can tell like it ain't ain't none of it changed him. Yeah, he's still the same guy he was when he left. So I kind of reached out when she told me that and talked to him, and I was like, "Man, that's crazy!" Like. It's so good. How, how that, small like, the world can be. Not, yeah, not only that, but like there's never any like negativity with him, you know? That's it's always like, cool It's too. just always been like that, nose that's, clean, everybody talking so good. That's like, like the last podcast we were talking about with LeBron. Like he catches so much shit. But he's never had anything. But as like far as his character and stuff, you can't touch it, man. He's building fucking schools in Akron that, you know, like yeah. all that stuff. Been with the same woman, you know, yeah. always there for his kids when they have basketball games or whatever it is. People are hater. I mean, you know, that's just like a. Well, he 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 hit the stage where social media was at its biggest. You know, when oh, it yeah. come up and he was the eighteen year old kid with a Hummer signing a you know million dollar hundred million dollar Nike deal when he was. Yeah, that's a. If you can't look at that, like, I mean, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. I can't like LeBron because we couldn't never fucking beat him. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, you got to look at his body of work where it comes on the court and off. You can't hate that. No. If you do, you're the 
definition of a hater. You're, you're envy of that guy. Yeah. You know, it's just pure jealousy. Definitely, definitely not better than Jordan. We probably, I think the last dance, like, should have solidified that shit. Just, you know. <laughs> I don't think there's ever, I think Kobe was the closest we've seen to Jordan just as far as that killer instinct deal. Yeah. But I agree my with favorite that. part of that last dance thing was when he um, they were at the training facility getting ready for the Olympics. And Magic mm-hmm. and all them were there. And, you know, Magic tells him. I, it was him or Barkley. It may have been Barkley. But one of them said, I thought you were the best in the world. Yeah. And then after that, he just beat the shit He's out done, of him. yeah. And everybody gets real quiet and awkward, and they get back on the bus. And Magic goes, I guess we shouldn't have pissed him off. Right. You know. That's why everybody, like, you know how a lot of people go, well, he's got six rings. I don't think them rings mean shit, Yeah, to be honest with you. It's just what he was on the court. And when you listen to everybody else talk about him, like um, Larry Bird said, that night he he lost that game, I believe, but Jordan had 50-something points. Right. He's like, that wasn't Michael Jordan. That was God in Michael Jordan's body. Yeah. That – Stories like that and games like that is what makes him the best to me. It, the rings don't mean shit. Because yeah, if you want to go off rings, you can look at Kareem. You can look at Robert Ory. That motherfucker's got seven. Bill Russell's got, yeah. what, you know. But, like, Kobe, yeah, it's definitely probably the closest. But Kobe wasn't getting his ass kicked like Jordan was when he was going to Detroit. Yeah. It was just a different, it's different times, man. You can never, you can never compare that stuff just side by side. And then some of it too, though, where you always got to do the comparison things. I think you need to en- embrace and enjoy that, the greatness that player is while they're here, like yeah. with Tom Brady, and then, you know, with LeBron now, and then with Kobe, and I mean, even you look back at other players like Tracy McGrady when he was in his prime, he was fun to watch, man. He was scoring fifteen minutes and yeah. or fifteen points in thirty seconds or yeah. whatever. I mean, that Iverson was. was the same way. I mean, you look at all these guys. Look at Steph Curry right now. You're you know? getting to a point now where, like, LeBron's going to be gone in the next couple of years. As soon as he can play with his son, he's yeah. gone after that. Brady's gone. Who's that, like, super, you know, across football, basketball, baseball, all that shit? I mean, CC Sabathia's gone. Derek, you know, Derek Jeter, A Rod's gone. Big Poppy's gone. You got, I mean, you got some popular people, but who's that next, like, I mean, the NBA, I think you're really going to have to look at Curry just because so many people, all the kids that's, coming up now want to play like him. That's like the closest but to it, any of that. You and look, it's still You look not. at that kid in uh, at uh, Memphis. Oh, John Morant? Yes. Yeah. Like last night. John Morant to me seems They played like the, the Bulls Allen last Iverson. night, and he, he had 46 points. They lost, but. When you watch that game, you're going to remember what he did. Like He had like a 360 fucking layup in yeah. the – he seems to me like the Alice, the Allen Iverson version of the this generation. If, the, if Kobe and Steph are the same person in that scenario, yeah. then John Morant seems like the Allen Iverson flip side to they're, all that shit. They're saying I seen the thing the other night said he's what you get if you put it was Allen Iverson and it was a shooter. I don't. It was like if you put them two players together, that's who you get. When like you a Ray at, Allen, Allen Iverson. Yeah, <laughs> he's tough, man. I always wanted to be a Ray Allen guy myself, you know. <laughs> Ray was good. Just stand back there and knock him down. A little Dude, sharp had, shooter. His his form and just his shot was that probably shit was one of the, beautiful, it, man. It was. 
I remember that shot. Because when you look at Steph sometimes, his release, I mean, it's quick as shit, though. But, yeah. like, the form and everything, some of them look ugly as yeah. hell when he throws them up. Right. Ray it's never money. looked like that. No. Ray had the... And Reggie had a, Reggie funny. had an ugly-ass shot. Yeah, Reggie's almost looked like his hands were at the top of his head, and they went separate ways right. when he let go of the ball. <laughs> I remember that. What was that? Like, uh, it was in one of the finals games. I don't know if it was to win the whole thing. Oh, it's when Ray he, Allen hit that shot in the corner. It was to keep them alive in the yeah. series against San Antonio. I, in San Antonio. I think I was on a cruise ship whenever that shit happened. I was watching it right here with uh, Whitney's brother, and DJ's a big uh, San Antonio fan. And Danny Green had just broke Ray Allen's record for most threes in a, uh, I don't remember if it was a playoff game or championship game. Just broke it like two possessions before this. Mm-hmm. Then they go down there. Bam! And I remember the guy and the announcer going, "He may have just broke Ray Allen's record, but Ray Allen just broke their hearts." Yeah, you know. And it and you could you just knew like when the ball was floating over that way, he didn't even touch oh, it money. yet. But you were like, "There's it's, no fucking way. There's nobody around him." Yeah, it's money. they can run it's, as fast as they want to. The shot's not changing. All that shit. No, nah, he's got it. The crazy thing about what you just said is I've never heard of anyone that's a San Antonio Spurs fan. That's fucking crazy. I, I work with a guy. Uh, he doesn't work with us anymore, but he's a diehard Spurs fan. You remember how boring that shit used to be when Allen Iverson and everyone was playing, and it was all exciting. Allen Iverson, Kobe, and you had to watch McGrady, the Spurs Vince, in the fucking yeah, Vince, finals. Yeah, call a play at the time because they were just pure basic basketball. Just man. Flat out fundamental. Tim Duncan. Oh my God! Just shoot that bank shot. The big man. Get fundamental. The Get away from me, Tim. Okay. Yeah. But he's probably gonna go down as probably the best power forward to ever play. Yeah, I don't, I don't argue that. It's no, good. I can't either. I'll go with it. That team was f- fucking stacked. Oh yeah, back then they had uh, Ginobili. Ginobili. Parker. They had Bowen. It was um, the Kobe stopper, man. Yeah, Bruce Bowen Bowen. was hell. Yeah. <laughs> He could get dirty sometimes, though, because when players would come off the ground to shoot, you know, he'd stick yeah. his foot up under there for him to land. And I'm like, oh. he's like, I never mean to do that. It's just how I do. Motherfucker, you ain't yeah. you ain't putting your leg out there every time, like, not on purpose. What was Sorry. his name? Um, the sharpshooter. He was like Ukrainian or Russian or something. Pages Stoyakovich. He was on the. He was, was he? No, nah, he was on the Kings. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that when was it was Mike Bibby. That was Bibby, Christie, Weber, Miller. Yeah, that was a had, crazy uh, team, dude. I feel like they were like Bobby. What was his name? Bobby something. Come off the bench. Bobby Jackson. Mm. They were like at the same time. They were kind of like back then when you had the Kings with that that group, and then when you had the Mavericks with Nash and. Nowinski and all them, yep. and Finley. Yep. I loved watching them play each other because it was nonstop action on either side of the ball. It was fun. Who was the Kings coach back then? Um, shit. Not this Dan- is where we need that professional yeah, Wikipedia guy. Yeah, where we guy. need Jamie. I f- it wasn't D'Antoni. No. I, for- I forget. Was what is the Suns by then with Amari Stoudemire? And- Probably. No? I don't know. He was a good coach. Don Nelson was the Mavericks coach. Yeah. I do remember that. I, remember but I can't that. remember who was with. I don't remember who the Kings coach was either. <laughs> mm. That's something I still haven't been able, been to as a an NBA game. I'd love to go to an NBA game. So the Rockets got some. Uh, they got. I think they got had a couple first round picks last year. So maybe in a couple of years it'll be worth watching. I don't know. They need to get John Wall out of there and go on and pick somebody else up. 
Yeah, I don't see I don't see you getting a lot of good picks for him. No, not really. <laughs> he's like a he's like another uh, Westbrook. Yeah, high energy player. He's just on off and on depending on the night. I remember when Westbrook like got injured, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Damn, he his whole like style, style of, play of play is going to be changed completely." And it nope. never affected it. Nah, that's that mindset, man. Dude, I, I fully would expect him to get hurt multiple times. He's reckless. Just, yeah, just as fast as and a hundred percent as he is. Yeah. He's tough, for yeah. sure. All right. Well, man, we're running pretty close to three hours. I don't want to keep you down here this long. Six hours now? Yeah. But I appreciate you coming down here and getting on the show and joining a drink with me. That's right. And we'll have to do it again. Part two, baby. Part two is coming soon. Peace. <laughs>